Hello, and welcome to Sutro Side Talk, episode 177. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Silig. Dude, we are here. Uh, it's, a, it's a crazy week, and you're having a crazy yeah. time. We're all having a crazy time. The Niners had a crazy time. Everyone's having a crazy time. Uh, you got another Niners update? Yeah, they beat uh, the Buccaneers, which have Tom Brady. Uh, it was like a, a complete smash out. It was like 35 to 7 or something. I forget. It was something insane. And that's what their new rookie QB uh, party was doing a fantastic job. It was going all in. Um, I forget who won defense. Brady threw like a couple interceptions. And one of the guys, he like did a full interception. After the game, he went up to Brady and asked him to sign a football. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, Brady's been playing. Some of these dudes were, like, kids when he started playing, which is insane. Now they're, like, playing with him. So, yeah. Also, I think Brady should just retire, to be honest. Because he... Yeah, I'm, like, trying to... I don't follow football that well, and it feels like Brady has been around for, like, forever. It, it's, like, do, like, watching how not good this season has been for him, and this is the season he wasn't supposed to come back for, like... Dude, oh, yeah. you gave up your marriage for this? Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it was horrible. I remember, like, I think I was in the gym or something, and I saw that on the news, like, on the TV, and I was just like, why? <laughs> I thought you were tired. Dude, he was looking at, the, so they have replay tablets and stuff, and he was looking at the tablet, and it shows him, and it just shows him, like, to, like it was like a toss drop. He just toss drops it on the ground, and one of the other players looks at him like, oh, <laughs> he just looks so frustrated, and I'm like, you gave up your marriage for this! Why would you do oh, that? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was it was crazy, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little football thing. Uh, otherwise, you know, Sutra Side Talk, we talk what we've been playing, what we've been watching, uh, how are you doing? I know, you know, things are... I've been better. I mean, I am better now. Like, it finally happened. I finally got COVID. <laughs> and I didn't die, thankfully. You were, the, you were the last holdout, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, thankfully, my dad has not gotten it yet. At least that we know of. But, uh, yeah, no. Like, Chris got it. Or at least he's, he tested positive last week, Monday. And we were all like, oh, shit. Well, okay, at least he his room is, like down in the basement so he's like at least he can easily quarantine from everyone and then i tested we positive two days later well it's just like that's just been his room for like yeah, no, know, it's it's bigger than my room <laughs> and he has his own bathroom too Which but like yeah. yeah but anyway so like i basically had like a decent fever it wasn't like the worst i've ever had thankfully because like I take one of my meds that I take is an immune suppressant. So that's one of the reasons why I've, I've been so worried this entire pandemic of like, if I ever get uh, COVID, like I have no idea how I'm going to react to it. I think I got really lucky that I just happened to get the updated COVID booster, like literally a few weeks ago. So my immune response was about as like prepared as it was ever going to be. Mm -hmm. So I got over most of my symptoms in like a day and a half ish. I had like one night where I had a fever and like a wicked headache and sinus pressure so bad that my teeth hurt. So I was I was telling you before uh, the show that like when when because I couldn't focus on anything and I couldn't sleep because I was just in so much discomfort, I put on one of my guilty pleasure shows, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that show. It's it's like so goofy and stupid, but the fact that the people on it like truly seem to believe 
that humans couldn't have ever achieved anything in our history if aliens had like just shown us how to do this shit but we just don't have evidence of it uh but anyway at least my fever broke in like a day and i was pretty much back to normal within like a couple days the only like lingering symptoms that i've had are like the sniffles and like some brain fog but that's clearing up i'm hoping to be able to go to work like by the end of the week if not like next week Mm -hmm. but i don't know i'm getting uh a little bit i don't know crazy stuck in my room for the most part like i've gone on like a couple walks just around the neighbor like the like neighborhood just away from people not going any anywhere but with like a mask on but i literally like i finished callisto protocol pretty fast actually i finished that like before i got uh um before i tested positive so i don't know i've just been watching a bunch of shows like i finished uh 1899 and i finished the new pokemon game i so now i can move on that's to how high, you finished it life. i was like how the hell did you finish that game already jesus yeah no i wanted okay. to just finish it because i was like i want to get onto the destiny season and then i finished pokemon and chris was like hey you can preload the high on life now it comes out in a couple days and i was like oh no yeah dude <laughs> i mean that, now that for me i, I gotta go i want to play high on life but i'm also like all right i'm gonna play callisto protocol first and i'm like I, i'll try to do high on life on my pc but also because uh, it's on PC Game Pass, right, I think? Yeah, that's okay. how I'm playing it. All right, so yeah, I'll probably double that up with, like, Destiny and Hunt. Because the, the Hunt event starts later this week. That's, like, a two-month event. And then Destiny's Dawning just started, plus the new season just started, too. And I'm just like, bro, what the... And I start playing Warzone, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, mm. It's too much shit, but uh, it's insane. It's like... And the funny thing is, too, it's like you're you're jumping on, like, at the end of the night, and you're just like fuck <laughs> like there's barely any time to do it as is it's crazy yeah. um at least you're getting that done you're just like you get this extra little free time to just kind of knock this shit out which is kind of cool but uh yeah like i'm trying to do a little bit of work uh while i can but it is like weirdly hard for me to focus right now understandable and i just uh, keep forgetting shit it's so annoying <laughs> like last night when i was pl- uh, playing uh high on life i was just like this game is hilarious but I keep forgetting where I need to go and where I've been. You're like straight up just like five minutes later, like of going through an area. I have no recollection of this place. No, I literally was about to say it's, it's like, like Gandalf. The, it's the Gandalf thing over and over. It's like, I have no recollection of this place. God. Uh, but no memory of this place? No memory. Yeah, no memory of this. Yeah. It's like, dude, that was me when I went up to. I stopped playing Fallout 4 and I tried to go back for. I was playing Far Harbor. And then I went back to it, and I'm like, where was I in Far Harbor? And I looked around, and I'm like, dude, I have no memory of this whatsoever. And I just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop playing this game. And I planned on, like, playing it again on PC eventually anyway, because I was playing on, like, PS4. And I wanted to get on PC for the mod. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just wait till I do that again and just play it there, and I'll do the DLC that I missed. It's, like, the only Fallout game, I guess, if you count 76, then two Fallout games that I didn't finish. Because I actually didn't even touch 76. I did, like, a beta for a second. Yeah, I never bothered. But um, this episode, sorry guys, this episode, we are doing a quick little thing on the Game Awards. Uh, okay, not quick. It'll be quick compared to other things normally. Uh, but it'll be a short thing on uh, the Game Awards. Just like a few specific trailers. Not all the trailers, just like a handful of trailers. And a couple things about the Game Awards itself that were just <laughs> hilariously stand out. Uh, that we'll talk about briefly. And then... Uh, We've got our big game to talk about, which is probably the honestly the 
most it's the biggest game of the year uh and it is god of war game of the year huh you said it's not game of the year apparently well not for the game awards it might be for other stuff but also it's we didn't say our personal game of the year tune in i know like our first week of january when we'll tell you guys our game of the year games and whatnot but uh yeah we're gonna talk all god of war ragnarok here including spoilers uh but we'll save all the like the story character stuff for like the end portion of it which will take probably the longest amount of time but we'll start with like gameplay combat audio stuff visual stuff art and whatnot um music and all that so uh we'll definitely tackle that then do like story plot characters and all that fun stuff uh and of course if you guys want to write in you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com uh send us feedback comments or if you want to send us questions on the show uh for us to read uh you can uh, I will say now, next week, there is a very high chance we'll be doing uh, our episode on the Callisto Protocol. So we'll knock that out uh, just because James already beat it and he said it's pretty short. So I'm going to see if I can knock yeah. it out before we record next. And then the week after, we've got uh, Avatar The Way of Water. So we've got uh, pretty much the closing out of the year already figured out. Uh, and yeah, send us questions on those, what your thoughts are on them and anything you guys want us to talk about on them for sure. Uh, whether it's Close to Protocol or Avatar, or the end of the episode where we're going to talk everything in review, top anime, games, movies, television, and what we're looking forward to for 2023. In fact, yes, tell us what you're looking forward to 2023. Right in for that. Honestly, that's probably the best thing. Just let us know for that, and we could definitely start talking about that, because that'd be, that'd be fun. Uh, otherwise... Speaking of anime, I finally watched the rest of uh, Stone Ocean, uh, JoJo's oh, nice. Bar- Bizarre Adventure on Netflix, because I had the time. It was great. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. Let's get right into the Game Awards. So, uh, like, I want to say we're going to talk about, like, five trailers. Uh, the first one being Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We saw it with a March, like, 17th release date, uh, which is actually funny because everyone's like, oh, Cameron Kennedy. He's like, uh, or Cam- Cameron Monaghan. That's his name, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got the red hair and everything, so he looks kind of Irish, and everyone's like, oh, they're releasing it on St. Paddy's Day for him. That's great. Uh, I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's coming out on St. Paddy's Day, so it's pretty soon. I really appreciate that they actually took their time to hold off on announcing it, because they kind of did it Fallout 4 style, where they're like, oh, Jedi Survivor coming out soon, and we just announced it, and it comes out, like, in, like, four months, and or five months, I guess, compared to the first trailer we got yeah, for Yeah, we've it. seen, like, one trailer so far, and then this one. Yeah, so now we got two trailers out, and it looks really fun. Uh, the combat yeah. looks improved. There's a lot more variety and potential, like, combo stuff where, like, another character will show up and, like, jump over your back, shoot someone with a blaster while you're still doing your stuff with your lightsaber, and I'm like, oh, that, looks, that looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, it basically looks like they took every like mechanic from the first game and just like added onto it and made it better. Yeah, so far. And we saw Seer uh, for a second. Yeah, she's all covered in tattoos again. Yeah, and dude, she she had like a full on look. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I was uh, like, holy shit, go Jedi again? Yeah, she. I think she shaved her head too and everything. So it's really. Yeah. I'm excited to see what she's doing. Uh, we had a couple new characters or three new characters. One was like this big brawny dude. Uh, this pale white skinned guy that who knows who he is, but he seems he like he'll be very the, Sith to me, but yeah, we'll see primary antagonist energy for this episode, for this game. I don't know. It looks like Cal like needed him. Okay. But, mm. Oh, uh, that's true. Maybe it was that other dude that he was fighting in the first trailer. 
is like business. Remember we were talking, you look like the Sith accountant or something like, I totally forgot. I, I should watch that trailer again. Yeah. There's like Sith accountant, man. But, uh, I guess that makes more sense then. We didn't get to see what happened. I forget what his name is. Our pilot. Uh, yeah. The little furry guy. And then I like that guy. He was like my favorite character in the first one. Him and Marin. I'm like, where's Marin? So, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a thing where I bet they're going to be like, Yo, you're probably wondering where Marin is. We're gonna tell you like halfway through the game and be like, "Fuck, they're doing it again." Uh, but we we see another new character that's like this uh, Han Solo type dude with a blaster. Uh, it should be interesting, and it looks like they're on like Coruscant or some big urban city. So it should be exciting. There's a Wampa, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> uh, that's coming in March. Really looking forward to it. We'll talk probably a little bit more about it in our 2022 review episode when we're talking about stuff we're looking forward to. Uh, and then we have the Hades 2 trailer, which, James, if you want to talk, I, I never played Hades 1, and it just, I watched that and went, oh yeah, I should play Hades 1 eventually. No, you definitely should play Hades 1. I mean, it, like, I, it, that watching that trailer made me start playing it again. Like I was playing it on my PC a, a little while ago, uh, before this always happens. Like some game came out and I stopped playing it Pro, or I might've been sorry. I went back to destiny or something, but it is such a well done game. I mean, the art style is really cool. Like just the amount of voice lines for this game. Like there's so many, like it's a roguelike and one of the random things that they do is like all the gods of olympus will give you like boons and like upgrades to try to help you along each run and they will have voice lines for specific gods for like if you saw or have like a a boon from another god that you picked up before them and like excuse me like they'll it's just there's so much attention to like how many ways things could have gone and they'll still have like voice lines for those like options, I guess that I'm not really making a lot of sense here, but nope. it's just the, it's also just the voice. Like the actors Mm. are like the acting in this game is like so well done too. It's just, it, it just feels like such a quality game and it's also just really fun to play. And there's like a bunch of different weapons you can use and, it incentivizes you in different ways to use each weapon for different runs just to like experiment and get more resources and stuff. And like every good roguelike it, like you can die and just like fail an entire run and have to start again, but it does a good job of making it so that there are ways to get like a little bits of permanent progress. So it doesn't feel like you're constantly losing and it's, it's just, it is, I can see why when it came out, it was a bunch of people's game of the year. And that's why I'm, this is the, the trailer for Hades 2 is the probably, I got most hyped from that trailer than any of the other trailers, which is uh, insane because Death Stranding 2, uh, two yeah. was announced. And that was Persephone, right? I assume on the cover. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Uh, So next one. Cause like, I assumed that that was like, um oh, i'm forgetting the name of the main character it's you don't play as hades you're you're his son and i am zagreus i think his name oh is then you probably that might not be persephone then okay yeah like you find out you don't have to i don't, okay. don't want to spoil it's fine anything for don't, don't worry one. about it i don't really yeah. need to know 
Uh, I'm just excited for more Hades, even though I haven't finished Hades. Next game, uh, Death Stranding 2 was revealed. And Kojima, we knew he was working on something. He's been showing all these little teasers uh, with actresses. And he's like, who, when, how, where am I? And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? What for? Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, what is he talking about? And then when you say that, you're also like, I can't wait. Uh, Whatever the fuck it is. And... It looks yeah, like I'm it's... one of his fans is just like, I don't care if it has Kojima's hands on it. I will play it. Yeah. And the mystery stuff he always does with it just makes you more interested. Like he's the only person who's allowed to like send these most the most ridiculous things. And you just go like, sounds great. I don't know what it means, but I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. It showed everyone another thing of, oh, that's right. I need to play this other game before the second game comes out. Oh, shit. Though, I'm assuming for this one, I think I have plenty of time. Uh, I doubt this comes out yeah. anytime soon. If it does, I'd say the soonest are probably 2024. Um, just because 2023, we have Spider-Man 2. So I don't think it'll come. Because it's a PS5 game. And... It takes place after the first one. Did Everyone's they say it was old. Specifically, a PS5 game. I assume. I hope it's not on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I hate to say it, but I hope it is not on PS4. I'm gonna say it right now. I want it to be PS5 exclusive, and then you know release on PC eventually. But I don't yeah. want it on PS4. I don't want to be held back. Nor should we have to give us a reason why we got a PS5. Like keep giving us games that are only. Yeah, on it PS4. is getting really frustrating that like every game that I'm. Ex- like enjoying even god of war i'm like i can see ways that if they'd done this natively on ps5 it might have done a little bit better yeah but we'll talk about it so yeah everything looks cool Uh, i'm excited for it whenever it comes out uh like i said i think after the the current new games coming out right now when i'm done with all of them this year i'm going to be moving on to death stranding like that's the first game i'm touching uh then we've got uh was it the fourth game horizon burning burning shores right that's what it was called yeah yeah so horizon forbidden west 2 burning shores so expansion for horizon and it shows hollywood she's going down to so uh aloy's going from going to la yeah where she's going from san francisco to la and you see like the hollywood sign and you see one of the i forget what they were called but like the world destroying machines the massive massive one like the one that you never actually fight uh because they're always like um, i totally forget they're they're so massive that in the first and second game you just see like frozen or just like destroyed ones they're like no longer yeah. functioning and but they're like so massive that they almost look like they're just like a part of the environment yeah it looks like you're fighting one in this one so that's going to be insane is all hell especially because we know like um you know what's coming what was the thing that was coming back again the what the future people were fleeing from in the space oh the the other humans that like fled and like never like no no but they're they were they were fleeing from whatever destroyed their planet oh right right right. that's what i'm saying uh the ai copies of them yeah okay that's what what it was yeah so that's coming that's gonna be the enemy in the third game so this is like you know that's gonna be the craziest thing and it's cool to have like oh well let's see what the like the strongest thing on this planet is let's finally tackle that and it's gonna be fun seeing her fight this insane thing. Um, that's coming in April, and that I also reminded that a bunch me that the landscape looked like it was literally on fire for some reason. Yeah, so that's gonna be really cool. 
Yeah. And if it's anything like uh, uh, Frozen Wilds, which is really fun, I'm excited for this is, is yeah. all hell. And I, it also reminds me, I should really play Iki Island, that expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. I've already kissed off yeah. playing the game of game of, New Game Plus for that just because no time. But I'm at least like, all right, get back, go play Iki Island and uh, get that done, hopefully soon. Uh, and then finally, what everyone's wanted for so long and... <laughs> Yeah, or at least people that were born around the time to know about it still at this point. A lot of people, they're just like, grow up and they're like, huh? Uh, Armored Core 6 from from Software is going to come out and it's looking good. It's exciting. You know, it's like, oh, what are you guys doing after Elden Ring? Oh, we're going back to Max after all these years. Like, they think about yeah. it. It's like they went through Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Sekiro, Bloodborne. Elden Ring, and we're counting like three Dark Souls, and then we're finally they're finally like, all right, back to Max. Like it took like, what is that? Nine games, ten games. Well, uh, I don't. I no, no, that's like seven like, games. Sorry, seven games. I'm going. What's interesting though is that like there were rumors like what feels like a year ago now of another Armored Core game, but that it was going to be a Souls type, but. It sounds like this one is just going to be a straight up regular. I think that was uh, just a Armored rumor Core game. Yeah, I think. Well, no, yeah, now it definitely was just a rumor. It, like it was true that there was an Armored Core game being made, just not a Souls type one, which yeah. would have been an interesting idea. But it's you know yeah. everyone just wants Armored Core. Just give them yeah Armored Core. Like it's interesting because like I usually love anything that involves mechs or or stuff like that, but I've never been able to get into the Armored Core games. I don't know why. Like, maybe I'll give this one a shot uh, when I it think, comes out. We'll see. I think the best way someone said it was, I'm really looking forward to this Armored Core as a longtime Armored Core fan who's never played any Armored Core before. And <laughs> I was like, hey, that's me. That <laughs> so like, very true. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, I'll buy this for sure, especially just because I don't have the... Like, I still have to... I'm still trying to get into Souls games. I have Bloodborne and Demon's Souls remake, and I'm going to get to them eventually. But, like, this is definitely something where I feel like I'm not as like put off by of like difficulty and the time sink you have to put into it and the patience you have to put into it and i'm like cool i could just play a mech game like I, that sounds good to me yeah so no nah, like the one armored core game i do remember playing was like a psp game and it was extremely technical with like very minute details of how to build your mech and like different parts adding like one percent to like a different category and it's just like it was so technical and it took so much time to put together a Mac that I was like, this is just math and this isn't fun. Yeah. Otherwise, and we don't know when that one's coming either. I don't believe, but yeah. Uh, otherwise those were like the big trailers. There were a lot of other trailers, but these were like the ones of interest to us really. Uh, and then the game awards themselves were cool. Uh, we don't really need to talk about how it went, but there were just a couple things that stood out <laughs> for the game awards one I think overall i thought it was a good uh, well put together show though yeah yeah i think there was less ads this time than last time yeah. so that was kind it definitely of felt like i liked that they focused more on the awards it seems yeah for this yeah and i feel like now it'll be harder to go in next year if you want to go in as the public but uh or they'll have heightened security one of the two yeah uh one thing was the orchestra that was playing all the music was you know they always do a good job every year but this year and sometimes they'll get like special guest musicians to jump on with them too but this year there was a dude in the audience there's a they call him the flute man uh let me see if i can actually find him real fast but uh this dude you're watching them go through it was during the the game award 
like the game of the year nominees. And when they do it, they go through every game they go and the nominees are, and they have the orchestra play like a portion of like the main theme from that game. Yeah, they did like a medley of all the different soundtracks from the different games, which I very impressive. I thought just like going from very different music types very quickly. His and name yeah, was flute guy. P- Pedro was, uh, Ustash or yeah. Yeah, he was very enthusiastic. You know, what was crazy was he he was going like full on hard on the instruments he was playing. But every time it switched to a different game, you look at his instrument and it's a completely different instrument. And you're like, how many fucking... I didn't even notice that. Yeah, no, he he, he switched to so many different wind instruments. Damn, dude. It was insane, like, how many different ones he kept, like, switching off to. I was like, how did he do that? How did he do this? And I cracked up because I made a joke um to one man orchestra to uh, some of my friends when we were watching it together we we're doing like a group watch and i said dude you know what's crazy his hair was flat when he before you start playing he's <laughs> fucking up and he like went full saiyan and it was this dude was great though he's such a he that dude got so many twitter followers after that and he just looked so into it he loved what he was doing and he fired up everyone like everyone just got a, yeah he got people excited because he looked excited and oh, played yeah. like he was excited. That was great. Yeah, he did an amazing job. And then pretty much right after that, we have this kid walk up from a separate aisle uh, and like go up with the From Software guys. And after Miyazaki finishes talking, this kid comes and he's like, I'd like to nominate uh, my reformed rabbi, Bill Clinton. And then he just gets cut off. And everyone's like, yeah. what the fuck? And like, I didn't even realize it because we just see him go up with them. And I'm just like, oh, I guess he's just some kid on the dev team. I kept joking like, yeah, it's Miyazaki's uh, apprentice or something. And my, one of my friends, she's just like, did you guys notice that? And we're like, notice what? She's like, he got up from a different like part of the crowd. He wasn't with them and like it didn't even dawn on us until it happened. And it was funny because uh, like for me, I was like, OK, show's wrapping up. I like wasn't really paying so much attention. So I completely missed what he even said. I saw that he was like saying something. And then like later on Twitter, I was like, I saw everyone going like, what the fuck was that? Bill Clinton. And I was like, why are people talking about Bill Clinton in the Game Awards? What the hell? Was he in the audience? It was so... Yeah, so, like, just to make it long story short, it spawned so many memes of just, like, Elden Ring, Bill Clinton, like, reformed rabbi, and, like, the Elden Ring font and all this shit. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, there was one of, like, you know, Vince McMahon, when he's, like, going after someone and, like, where the fuck is... Where is he? And it shows him, like, running down the hall to go beat somebody up. Someone was, like, this is Jeff Keeley. Uh, right after the when they walk out the stage behind the scenes, that was him going like, "Where is he?" <laughs> to go beat the shit out of him. Oh, but he's like, like he he tweeted afterward that, that kid got arrested. Yeah, he got like, arrested. Uh, Jason Schreier even had him on an interview really fast, really, and said the kid stayed in character, like whoever, whatever trying to character he's trying oh, so to be. Was that accent not real? I don't know. I just know that Aww. he was just saying like the. I think he that was real accent, but he's saying like whatever because he's like, "What? Why did you do that? What were you trying to say?" and apparently yeah, i just kid, love my rabbi <laughs> he was, yeah he was saying in like character uh-huh. where he wasn't taking it seriously at all um and it was just like okay that was weird, weird. and from what it sounds like i could be completely wrong this is just like rumor or like not even rumor but i i could be wrong with the source or something but it sounded like this dude was like a not q on but like you know it's one of those like conspiracy kids or something yeah i've um, heard he so i wouldn't has... be surprised with that like reformed rabbi bill clinton i'm like okay 
Yeah, I've heard this is not the first time he's like trolled like a show or something like that. Yeah, so it was weird, but it was also just kind of like, okay, whatever. We enjoyed the Game Awards and I I didn't win a Steam Deck either. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't win a fucking Steam Deck, but uh, I do because they said Summer Game Fest, you can go in person now. And I'm kind of tempted to see if I could afford it at that point. And I have a, and if I have a time to take to go, I'd be like, yes, let me just go down to LA to the Game Awards. That sounds fun. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah, right. Uh, otherwise, that's everything from the Game Awards. Time to get into our main feature, which took a bit more time than I thought. Shit. Oh, well. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, guys. So this game... Is a game we've all been waiting for a long time, or at least both of us and a I very large like number of other people. I half a week off of work for this. Yeah, I, so many friends I know took off. Like you, Brandon, and some other people all were like, "Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking time off for this game." And I'm just like, people on Twitter are doing it too. Like everyone's just like, "Yeah, this is the time off game." And the lot, honestly, I don't think I heard people say they're gonna take time off since like Red Dead Two. I think that was like the this last. This is like the time. first time I've actually requested time off for like anything. I keep meaning yeah. like. I keep planning like trips I could do and shit like that and just like not doing it. I think some people plan time off around like Halo Infinite, but that, you know, that's that's like saying I'm going to go on vacation and your vacation goes to shit. So that was yeah. a bad call. Many people's first. <laughs> yeah. I played Halo Infinite. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that game was like fun for a week. Eh. <laughs> I guess to a little bit, not even like <laughs> I was still even playing it, having enjoying some of the gameplay. I'm like. Well, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> like I said, I was playing through it. Yeah. But anyway. I guess I was like blinded by like, this grapple is awesome. I was... because st- Wait, Cortana's dead? <laughs> exactly. It was like all the, all the story was fucking awful. But uh, God of War, uh, I guess starting off with the gameplay, they it's pretty much the last game. It's the 2018 yeah. game's gameplay, just with like more combinations of attacks with the, the skill tree, especially. Uh, I thought it was really good the way they implemented that, where each, um, I guess, like, the way they implement the XP, your character XP. You can implement, you, you can take your XP and, like, go into uh, the skill trees for all three of your weapons, as well as your relics. And you also could, like, go through with Atreus and Freya's um, weapons and their skill trees as well, and just keep utilizing uh, that and i think they did a good job giving you that because there's like an excess amount so you have more than enough to do oh yeah by the end of the game i had like extra more xp than i wanted than i even needed i wish i could convert it to other resources for like armor and weapons i've been like yo could i turn this into divine ashes that'd be great (laughs) dude before the end of the game i literally was just like okay i've platinumed it already but I have a ton of resources. Can, how much of my armor can I just like upgrade? Upgrade to the max. Before I almost. I, run out of shit? I did that way like I want to say it was like a little bit after I beat the game, and I was doing that, and I was tempted to do it again, but it was straight up a thing of like I was just happy to get through the game, and I'm like, cool, I gotta go work out and do other stuff and go to a dinner, so I, I can't do it right now. And I'm like, now that I'm done with everything, I'm like, do I really want to just log on to like upgrade armor and then log off? Like, yeah. But there was a trophy for like upgrading everything i, I did would, get that but yeah. like yeah that was just the relics though that wasn't um that yeah wasn't, no like, i did everything to platinum or uh, platinum yeah. it and we both platinum it by the like, way like i don't yeah. need to yeah so we've done literally everything you could possibly do um i 100 at all the realms except for some reason midgard registers as 98 percent, but everything's done 
I think it's just a bug. I literally looked, I hovered over Dude. every single location, like three times each, and looked, and it's like complete, complete, complete. And I'm like, huh. what happened? But it's it's okay. I, I checked also, like in case I missed anything, to see if I missed any like post game story stuff, and I didn't. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I literally did every possible thing I could possibly do, uh, for the most part. But uh, yeah, I thought the the combat was clean. I think the Leviathan Axe they did a really good job, like just reinforcing it. And Blades of Chaos, you know, they felt good. And yeah, I liked that they added like the triangle button does shit like besides just call back the axe and stuff yeah they so, gave like, it more purpose now um so for the axe you could like charge it with like frost ice yeah um and then for the blades. i wasn't a huge fan of the blades i didn't where, it, like, it took too you long had to, like tap it rapidly and it like yeah <clears throat> or hold down on it and you just kind of yeah, spin the, until uh, like burst into flame yeah even with the upgrades to like make that charge faster or like if you do it right after doing an, another attack it charges faster it still didn't seem to go too quick but like did the axe have the thing where like if you throw it at an enemy and then you call it back and you hold the triangle button it charges like almost immediately when it's yeah. in your hand it's insane that's why i like the axe's charge ability just because also um it, it was one yeah it was incredibly fast but also you could like do it before let's say if i was fighting one of the berserkers or something where you're about to get into the fight but you don't want to start yet but you want to be as prepared as possible you make sure yeah. like freya's got the right arrows or a whatever bit of extra damage i frost it and then start the encounter it's still frosted after so you're good to go and start your attack whereas like with the blades you're kind of like charge charge charging and then like you put it away and then you come back and it's like it's not there anymore and you're like fuck unless i did it wrong but like that's what it felt like and i'm like oh okay the blades themselves i loved because well one when i'm using the axe of course they give you they give you a reason to use certain weapons like you're not just kind of like favoring one over the other all the time there's enemies that are more like frost oriented so you use the blades because they're fire and you have more like hot enemies like the the magma like the dudes that straight up come out of the ground all pissed off and shit yeah uh and then you use the axe instead so they each one has their advantage to utilize and then also with the spear uh it works i could be wrong but it felt like it worked really well against like anyone that was asgardian or more of like a like the berserker some yeah. of the berserkers and stuff like that like all those types of enemies the, the ones spear, with the like white bars over there white health? bars and i guess bifrost oriented enemies yeah. uh the spear worked really well against um just because also like those fucking bifrost charges and like some of the berserkers when they'd attack if they hit you with that bifrost they do like a crazy like bifrost attack and it was a red one uh you would basically your whole health bar would turn into a bifrost so if they just hit you once then you're down to like one percent health so uh instead of doing that you know because the spear is ranged uh before that attack could hit off you could just throw the spear and fuck them up and you're like oh thank god i saved myself like half my fucking health yeah. uh which would really help out um also the fact that the axe has range, but I, I focused so much on using it for melee and then the Blades of Chaos for like multiple enemies just because it has a lot more surrounding damage when you're just yeah. swinging them around. Whereas the spear became my de facto like ranged weapon. Like if I was doing a lot of like kind of mixed like range melee, uh, it replaced the axe in that area. 
and I was just using the spear instead to kind of like do a charge throw, charge throw, a couple bashes, charge throw, all right, smash spear down, have those uh, spears explode on that enemy. Uh, it worked really well, and I never thought I'd enjoy a spear in God of War. You never really think about it, especially like the history of God of War games. You're getting all these different weapons besides the blades, and they're like really cool, but you lose them all, all the time. And just like God of War 2018 to to Ragnarok, I think this is the first time we have two weapons. Uh, I think he had a spear in Ghost of Sparta. Oh, did he? I vaguely remember I that. I don't remember. So okay, in a, it's been so in long. A P, since in a PSP one. game, you had a, any big PSP Ghost of Sparta fans rejoiced when they saw a spear in Ragnarok. Dude, uh, funny thing, my avatar on the PlayStation Network that I've had for probably literally decades at this point at least one uh is a pre-order bonus for ghost of sparta and it's like uh, kratos face mm. and yeah. wait uh persephone was the enemy in chains of, chains of olympus right yeah and then that was when his family shows up and she's like trying to use him against him okay so ghost of sparta was with demos then right that was the one with demos which okay. was like surprisingly good it was yeah. so good ghost of sparta was insanely good uh god they, they could have done a God of War Vita game, those fools. Uh, such a shame. It's such a shame. The Otherwise, like, these these weapons were so freaking good, and they felt I liked amazing. each one was, like, definitely, like you were saying, each one has its specific uses, like, taking out specific shields and stuff. But, like, for the most part, each weapon is equally viable for, like, all combat. Yes, like, each one has, like, a type of range. Even though the blades have, like, a ranged move, but it's more for, like, pulling you towards enemies or pulling enemies towards you, which was extremely fun. I think the blades were, at least when it came to boss fights for a lot of it, I think I started using blades a lot more. If it was Not, like, story boss fights, but, like, uh, any other boss fight. If it wasn't, like, um, any, like, specific to an element, I think I kept using the blades specifically, surely for the fact that the light blades attack happens so quickly you could keep doing those attacks so often because the enemies yeah. would keep moving they keep teleporting so if you're using a heavy attack or like the axe or something the attacks are taking so long that it felt like it would actually take longer to fight the enemies compared to like using the blades just going like <laughs> like non-stop uh so at least that became my strategy until i want to say like the end game like the berserker king uh fucking what was the valkyrie's name um oh uh, i don't remember uh but her i, I remember it had like three letters in it <laughs> yeah, it was like g something uh yeah goa ge ge gear ge go something like yeah that. we'll look at uh, look it up in, in a it's second not Groa. that was another no girl was the giant yeah, no, Groa yeah. Was the giant. uh but she like her and him i used the spear for i want to say the full time just because they kept transporting away so often that i realized i'm like okay Normally I yeah. use the blades, but in this case, I'm just going to, and especially for the sheer fact of like certain attacks, if you could stop their charge, it was worth it just to uh, use the spear instead, just so you can knock their stuff out or they're like, oh, here's a fucking orb of flame or ice. And if it hits you, you either get burned or frozen. And I'd always hate where I'm like, oh, let me destroy it. And before I can do it, they'd attack me and then it would hit me. And I'm like... Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I raged. I won't lie. I like there was. I want to say, I think it was the three, the triple berserker fight 
was what the one I raged at because I spent an hour trying to beat it. I hate that one so much. I was actually losing my mind. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna, I want to fight someone in real life right now. (laughs) Dude, when I got up to the one that was like two, I was like, that's not even fucking fair. I'm having a hard enough time in the ones that it's like one. And then later I came across the one that was like against three, and it was like. I was losing my my mind at the two people one. Like, what is wrong with these people? Cause the the cool thing, at least about the two and three, was in two, one of them would be occupied by like Atreus or Freya, yeah. and then Freya, 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 and uh, <laughs> for the three, you know, you have two of them that are kind of like twins or whatever. Yeah, at least the two, two out of the three shared a life bar that made it a little bit less frustrating. All right, question: Did you? Which one did you kill first? The big one or I the killed, two small ones? I think I killed the two small ones first. I couldn't do I it. I was just like... The big one I was kept... like, I need... Wait. For me, it was the big one. I tried the two small ones for a little bit, and it didn't work, so I went back Actually, to trying to kill the big one. you know what? I think you're one. right. I think I tried the, the two small ones first, and the big guy kept fucking me up, and yep. I was like, I, I have to kill the big guy first. Because she, she would do the stupid... Like, you'd even watch the animation, and it looks so unnatural, where you're just like, you guys just did this for the fucking difficulty. You guys are horrible. Uh, you watch her and she does the swings. Something. Well, you're in that arena, and yeah. let's say you're she's here, you're over there, and she'll swing and be like swing, swing, and I'm like, how did you get across that entire area? Well, I ran away just to attack this one character, and I'm like, okay, so they really made it not viable at all unless you're playing like stupid low difficulty to take out the like twins first so yeah i, I couldn't just, like, believe they the made these fights like harder than the valkyrie fights and i thought yeah. those were like some of them were like frustratingly hard the some of the valkyrie like some of the valkyrie fights were hard enough that i think i want to say for at least uh Seagrin and a couple others i had to lower dif- the difficulty a bit because i was just like i'm i'm dying here like i can't i'd rather get it done and be happy to proceed then keep doing this and just get frustrated. And I'm like, I don't want to be that yeah. frustrated where I'm like about to pull out my hair. Um, I want to say for the King and the Valkyrie queen in this one, I did lower the, like I played, I did it a few times and I just knew better. And I'm like, all right, you spent an hour with those three characters trying, you're trying to kill the triple berserkers. You know how long it's going to take even trying to do this. And you're not even guaranteed to do it in an hour. Let's just lower the difficulty by one. And it still took like 30 to 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad I lowered the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even imagine how bad it would have been if I stayed it on the other one. I, um, I somehow kept it on normal difficulty the whole time. Oh, nice. Okay, congrats, man. Like, it was hard. <laughs> that That's what it was more for me straight up. Like, it was the time. Like, I was like, oh, we'll record. Like, I straight up delayed our recording one day to finish everything up. And the last two things I had was the Berserker King and the Valkyrie Queen. Like, I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. And the time was so busy. I couldn't afford the time to even, like, do it on normal just because I would be one. I'd go go to my grandpa's birthday. Like, how are you doing? I'm angry. A game made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it Happy was on a time crunch. birthday, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> if i was on a time crunch i probably wouldn't have bought like i probably would have lowered the difficulty because especially for the valkyrie queen i was just like i fucking hate this this is it was so frustrating it, it was a lot harder than the um muscleheim crucible challenges too oh, yeah. those were okay that was like good until it was not good where i enjoyed everything until it was like hey you know these three challenges do them like 12 times 
to unlock the other ones. And I'm yeah, like, th- that was, oh. I was not a fan. That was like, I liked the idea at first of like, oh, depending on which order you do these challenges in, it unlocks like a higher challenge, which that was interesting. But then when it was like, do the same thing a bunch of times, but we're not going to give you new challenges to do. You just have to do the same ones again. And your award's lower, like, I'm pretty sure. I yeah, remember. and I was just like, why? That's just repetitive. Yeah. So like, I think that I'm was... I'm only doing it because you're telling me I have to. That was, like, one of the only flaws I really saw in the game there was that, uh, along with just watching the animations of, like, a character trying to swipe you and then they just, like, gain half the map. And I'm like, okay, that just was stupid. But uh, that this whole thing was annoying because yeah it was repetitive to a point where i straight up went i'm just gonna knock out all these challenges at once and i did i was doing all of them i got like all the three done and i did the first i guess the first like final challenge of six and i'm like cool and i'm like wait how do i unlock the others and i couldn't i I, like didn't understand so i looked it up and it's like oh yeah you do all the different basically just combine each one in different order and everything else i'm like okay every two and I do a second one and after that one I'm just like you know I'll come back to this later I don't really want to keep doing this right now uh I like lost interest and I made sure to do it before the story was like I wasn't at the end of the story yet and I'm like oh I should go back now before the story finishes just so who knows maybe this armor is gonna be really useful uh in the final battle and it was it was Uh, okay yeah uh, I right. use the uh, Fate Breaker. Oh no, I still uh, use the armor. Fate Breaker. Um, I use the Muspelheim chest in the uh, in some of the Berserker fights. The ones mm. that were too difficult because I noticed its uh, its uh, stats were a lot higher than like both of them at max uh, upgrade for Fate Breaker and the Muspelheim armor. Muspelheim armor was still a lot higher stats, so I was like, okay. If I'm getting my ass kicked and my health is going down too fast, I'm going to put on this armor. And it did actually do a substantial difference uh, for me in, in favor of my not dying. So that was good. Um, I also like that they immediately like came with the game transmog. Yeah, except you, you had to get to like a certain level on your armor. but like, Which is understandable. Yeah. If you're going to be using the armor a lot to uh, like... It, it makes it, I guess it makes sense in the in the fact that if you really like the armor just for the stats and not the look, if you're going for the stats, you're gonna upgrade it. So yeah, it, and you're gonna if you're gonna stick to that specific armor piece, but you like the looks of the others, it worked out really well. Like I'm glad they learned that from Horizon, because uh, Horizon did it, it. There was an update that did it. It wasn't in the game in the beginning, if I recall. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I remember the same thing. I was like, uh, it, was, it was like the red. The Redwood Tribe for Horizon was the one I stuck with. And then for Kratos, I liked the Fate Breaker one, but I also liked Tears Armor, where it had, like, the two wolves on it, and it was, like, the blue gold. That was really yeah. cool. Um, I like some of the others, though. Berserker Armor, the Raven Armor were really dope, too. Uh, God, there was so many I liked pieces. the uh, Amber Hunter Armor. Oh, the Dragon one, too. That was a dope one. Oh, yeah, the Amber yeah. Hunter, the Amber Armor was cool. The Dragon Knight Armor was really dope. Uh, they made it honestly hard to decide. I'm like, what's my de facto Kratos armor? And I'm like, I guess the Fate Breaker one just story-wise makes it an easier way to decide. Uh, so even though it took away all the armor, it was just like a fucking like shoulder patch. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's just like covering uh, part of his chest. I like that. And no, it was like, cool. It, it, it showed was off funny like, that you go back down in, in like armor scale. It, like I like that the shoulder that's bare is specifically the one with like the red spiral. So it's like kind of showing off his like tattoos 
Um, otherwise, yeah, the combat with the weapons was great. Uh, the bosses were interesting. They Each one felt different. Like, none of them felt the same. Fighting Thor, fighting uh, uh, Heimdall, fighting, uh, what's his face, Odin. Like, each one felt different enough that, like, I Anger didn't... Boda's, feel... like, aunt... <laughs> And Grabota's angry aunt, that was that one was just kind of funny, that boss fight. That was fight. weird. I didn't even count that as a boss fight. I forgot. Um, it's cool though. You just started Yeah, yeah it was really cool. It's like, what, what's wrong? All oh, this one was crazy. You <laughs> don't let her yeah. don't let her eat these wolves, bro. And it's like, oh, okay. She'll but, eat your soul. Yeah. God. Uh, fuck you. Your parents you were you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you're yeah, that's your so parents. mean. I'm like, damn, why are you so mean? Uh yeah, so all that combo was great. Bosses were fun. Uh, I liked your companion combat too. They amplified yeah. it a lot, whether it's uh, Atreus or Freya, because Atreus and like also Brock and Sindri. That was super cool. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot that. Yeah, Sindri's was insane. And Thor. <laughs> yeah, Thor uh, for a bit. So like you get all these and uh, and um, Thrud for a bit as well. Uh, dude, I love Thrud. She was great. Yeah. But the thing was, like, you don't control any of their combat. Like, uh, it was cool watching Brock, Sindri, Throod, and Thor, which are all your kind of companions, depending if you're Kratos or Atreus. I think, honestly, all of them are Atreus's companion, except for Brock, who is Kratos's for a little bit. Yeah. Um, when they go to help Freya. I love Brock just throws, like, random shit. If you yeah. Will. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> um, but... The two that are your, like, actual companions that you can level up are Atreus and Freya. And you level up, like, her sword, his bow. Uh, they both have bows, so they make it very much like they match in terms of uh, level... Pro- like, basically, sto- progression throughout the world, or worlds, I guess you could say, through the realms. Because, like, yeah, you know... They each basically one of- share abilities. Yeah, it's mainly their arrows that help you go through those. But in the combat, the arrows also have, like, specific purpose like i i mainly used the sonic arrows just because it would stun enemies but if you could do it in time like you could do the um it it, it was harder if with a boss but like if you could do the um exploding like the arrows with the that helped with explosions uh hex yeah the hex arrows uh you could pretty much like if it was high enough and it fully formed on an enemy you could basically explode it on them which was really cool Uh, i liked using the hex ability just because like i think it added that enemies gained more like um they were more resistant to other status effects so it made it easier to like light them on fire and like freeze them and shit Mm, okay uh those were really cool then you know they have like superpowers to an extent where like freya had the like the sword swipes where it would straight up just be like oh cool like a wave of like blade strikes would just come up on an enemy including uh bifrost attack too a little bit yeah. which would really help out and then atreus's was uh like the i had the crows or like the little, little uh, i liked the crows the i i think i used the wolves for a while dude i love playing as atreus and you can just like straight up turn into a wolf yeah atreus had his own gameplay which is insane for this like he dude that that was the most surprising thing in the entire game for me when the camera like shifts leaves it like leaves the window and he's like oh shit atreus was listening from outside the window the whole time and I didn't even notice that, like, now the camera is, like, focusing on another person. And then he just gets up and goes and the camera follows him. And I was like, 
oh shit we're not kratos the whole time what yeah it, it traces and they did such a good job with it because you're like oh is the combat the same and it's like no you're definitely not as strong against enemies dude i laughed so hard when you Wait, get up the to chest? A, che- a chest and i was like how does he open a chest and he's just like he tries to punch it like kratos and he just like smashes his fist he's like oh oh that hurt yeah. <laughs> he just, just, just like wax it with a yeah with his he uses bow. the bow to, to smash it open and then otherwise yeah. if it's the bigger chest he'll uh pry it open with the bow uh which was really funny but yeah it was hilarious the way he tries to pull it off and god it they did such a good job of making him work as a character because it did yeah. like you're like oh yeah trace is an archer and you have melee and i'm like focusing on archery the whole time for the most part i'm like yeah i'm gonna be an archer and then if an enemy is too hard then i'll turn into a wolf and start mauling him uh but i got better into like because they give him a lot of combos especially when you're with thor because thor just makes quick work of your enemies but uh when you get into a lot of like the finishers i just like run towards that usually with the trace a lot more than i did with kratos because uh, Kratos, uh, I guess sometimes I'd be in more of a rush with Kratos, whereas with Atreus, um, ironically enough, I felt like the finishers are more uh, efficient than actual combat. Uh, yeah. Whereas Kratos, I'm just like, keep fucking beating everyone up at the same time. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, Atreus is really fun. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about that Atreus gameplay at the end of like kind of what comes next, because I think it was a preview transition of something more. But we'll, like I said, Maybe. we'll talk about that later. Uh, I'm trying to think. Anything else with the game? Like, uh, how'd you feel about just the enemies overall? Any anything come of note? Like, I thought there was a decent variety. I mean, I thought they had a very good variety this time. Like, they they didn't even bring back a lot of the ones from last time. Like, they're like, oh, here's two trolls. You just fight like two trolls this time compared to yeah, like there was like a, th- eight, a few. Yeah, there was like eight to ten last time. Uh, so it was I like that. Different. Like the I saw like a few of them just like. I like how they're like technically asleep, but they're like on a under a mystical sleep. So it's like the dwarves literally just like put them places, and they're just like, yeah, they're serving out their prison sentences like a statue. It's great. <laughs> and like then you and like there's one like tablet or whatever that you find near one that says like I guess you could wake him up early like if you found an awakening stone. I don't know why you'd want to do that anyway. And then you find a, ta- a like a uh, artifact later that's just like. Like when you when it makes a chime, it awakens something within the user, and it's just like, and I used it and it didn't do anything, and I was just like, huh, wait a minute, awaken, huh, and then yeah, you use it to wake up the trolls and fight them, and they're apparently not nearly as much of a problem as the troll the uh, dwarves make them out to be. Yeah, it's crazy. I like that they include all that too. It's just like ridiculous how it works, dude. There's so much side stuff to do, and like I guess. Before we get onto like the side quests and and whatnot, like just to keep it on the enemies, there's even like mini bosses and stuff that you can find around the the game. Just out of nowhere, like, it's not, it's just like out of the blue, like the the huntress. Yeah, the in, huntress uh, was one of the cool in ones. In Vanheim, like, in the crater, yeah. Yeah, she just keeps like attacking you out of nowhere from time to time, and she like surprised me every time. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, what I the fuck? Where'd like, you come from? Yeah, like it's it's what they like. It's meant to happen, but they did such a good job of just like I was not expecting it and it just like every time i wasn't like looking for it or anything i'd just be like wandering around and it's just like dash shit this this bit this freaking centaur's back yeah it was, <laughs> but, uh, there was uh, every now and again the the guardian like the stone guardian would just pop yeah. out or like i saw one and i'm like is that actually an enemy and i went to attack it and it popped up and i'm like oh shit it worked uh and, like the the huge drake things 
Yes. Oh, the are you talking about the the dragons and? Well, not yeah. not just like the dragon dragons, but like the the big ass like. Four, I don't know. Four like, four foot. Like, I mean, the one on all four feet. Yeah, like they were. I, I mean, those, those are part of the called, dragon hunts. Yeah. Yeah, they were called drakes, but like I was just like, it was just yeah. There was so much variety in the combat that like I never got bored of just like fucking shit up and like the elves fight so differently from like the just like anything else in the game is just like the, yeah like everywhere you go like it literally each realm feels different yeah actually that's a good segue but uh, i guess really fast each enemy felt variety enough that none of the enemies felt similar and each enemy like the if one started feeling similar it was then the closest similarity similarities be changed by like oh well this one's more poison focused or this one's with the frost or fire or something and even then they still didn't even feel similar like they did enough that it all felt different and they utilized yeah getting into the realms like having each realm host a completely different set of enemies practically each time not to mention like they do such a good job in the environments uh making all of them feel completely different i loved like uh specifically like vanaheim even like vanaheim in the crater area felt different from like vanaheim in the jungle yeah like vastly and then, like the riverlands like, river, that's it, what i meant the riverlands and versus and like, there was the like a literally a jungle next to the crater and it's just like i was shocked at how big vanaheim was, vanaheim was the biggest was thing in the in the whole game it, yeah. it's for sure like i think last game the biggest thing was probably midgard because everything was open um yeah. i want to say uh because i feel like you'd go back to midgard the most like you didn't really go back to alfheim that much yeah for the longest time while i was playing god of war i was wondering like which which one did i prefer like the map in the first one or the multiple maps in the second one because like it's cool that you go to like literally all the nine realms in the second one but i also i liked the theme of like constantly coming back to the lake of the nine and it's like slightly different like throughout the game so there was like more and more to explore but that did have the added effect of like it takes longer. I would, yeah, it, it takes longer. There, it does often feel like you're retreading some of the same areas and trying to re- remember like, okay, have I been here already? Like, I'm pretty sure I have, but have I seen everything that there is now? But it was like there was a lot less of that in Ragnarok, where I was yeah. just like, oh, like each area is like a separate thing, and it's like very clear. It makes it, I think it made everything easier for loading and everything else, so it felt faster. Yeah. Uh, this game definitely felt a lot bigger, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll get to it in a second, but like, uh, one thing I did notice, though, the only thing that keeps you waiting is the freaking, well, one is like, besides like the lifts, like when you go off like on the sky lift or something, and it's like, you're just kind of sitting there like, well, I can put my controller down and like do something for a second, especially if yeah. there's no dialogue anymore uh, when you're doing like lore cleanup and stuff, but the loading like your little like realm within rel- the realm between realms uh when you're loading into the next area and you're like going around in the circle and then the, the magical door appears finally that area i figured it out and i'm like why am i doing this this is wasting my time running around i could just put down the controller let them talk and then pick it up when the door fucking appears there's literally no point in me running in circles yeah and i it took me a like a little bit to realize it but once i did i was just like god damn like i can't be all can't believe y'all did this to me yeah no so i mentioned it a little bit earlier that like there are a few parts in this game where i could tell that this was done because it was a ps4 game yep. as well as a ps4 PS hold back the ps5 and yeah and they said like oh no it, we did 
like everything that we did in God of War, like, yeah, sure, we did it so that it could work on the PS4, but it, we, it, the PS4 is not holding back our vision. Lies. And yeah, and it's like, to be fair, the first game did have those realm, like the, the realm between realms, like travel, like walking along the branches of the Yggdrasil tree. Um, and yeah, they did fill in those loading times with talking, but I feel like on the PS5, like they could have had those same conversations just like as you're way. wandering other realms and like, I feel, and I don't, I am not a game developer i'm not an engineer i don't i can't say this for certain but the fact that the door when you don't have a conversation there are times when you walk into that door and then the door is just like already there like yeah. to leave on ps5 they could have done without probably that entire in-between thing and they could have done it so that like you walk through the quick travel door and you're just immediately in another realm. i mean dude look at which would have been way more impressive easy example ratchet and clank Rift uh-huh. apart that it's just like that they like all they had to do is that kind of thing so you know for a fact that ps4 held it i don't care what anyone says ps4 held it back guaranteed also the amount of times that you're like shimmying through rocks and shit and it's just like it, it's fine once in a while but i it, like it happened so many times that i was just like do we really need this many of these like yeah i was okay with the, it. it until like, like it was my cleanup time and I'm like, yeah. just trying to get through stuff. And I'm like, fuck. I like Dude, have to yeah, when I was go. trying to find the last Ravens and I'm just like, if I walked all the way to the end of a like pathway and I like missed it, I, I would just be like, I don't want to go all the way through that again. Cause like there's, there is no super, qu- you, it's not like other games where you can quick travel from wherever you have to get to a quick travel point. So it can make backtracking and like cleaning up stuff like take longer than it might need to. Yeah, very much so. Um, I will say at least in terms of like all the collectibles and everything else you're going through, it felt a lot more achievable this time. Ironically enough, I think the Ravens were a lot easier this time than the first I had most of the Ravens before I finished the game. Yeah, I I think I was down like four before uh, I had to go back and like do cleanup. But I was like, to be fair, I did play the game mostly with headphones on and that too. makes it, it makes it really easy to just like you hear the audio cue of the Raven and you're just like, okay, there's one around here somewhere. I mean, that's honestly why you always want a good audio setup no matter what. Like I'd say you yeah. guys, if you don't can't afford too much, like get that, just get really good headphones. Like they, they don't even cost that much. Just like a hundred bucks versus yeah, like, like, honestly, most or of the time, like a sound bar or something. I do seem to prefer headphones just cause like it's easier to get like a whole like, yeah experience it feels like i pretty much got my i got the the pulse headset i think it was for this or horizon i don't remember which i think i got it in time for horizon for like a hundred dollar headset that's like surprisingly good yeah i I really enjoyed it a lot um i'm uh, i still use like my still arctis for pc but yeah my the the playstation one just used exclusively for ps5 and it's great uh yeah so collectibles were good i thought it was fine in the amount that they did uh, the realms had great variety. Each one felt really good. Like each one felt different. Even within each realm, there were different environments. Like it was even mm-hmm. like sub portions of biomes. And then the, uh, uh, yeah, it was just like the loading stuff was annoying. Otherwise, I want to say the size of this game, dude, the size of this, this game is good. It's like a big size, but it's not stupid big. 
Like, I had zero problem going through and collecting everything I needed to get. This game is an example of, like, this is a good-sized open-world game. Yeah. Like, there was a, a lot to do, but I didn't I didn't get to the point where I was like, okay, come on, wrap this shit up. Yeah, like, like I said, I it was only, the only time I ever felt impatient in terms of just, like, being impatient, not getting frustrated, but just impatient, was just the Muspelheim, uh, redoing the Muspelheim challenges, and then just, like, the loading in the fucking Realm Between Realms. Yeah. That's it. Everything else was, like, great. I, I really think this game did an amazing job. Uh, I think it improved everything from the previous game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt easier, better. Everything felt just a lot more alive in it. Like there was so, I think also you see like a lot of it in like, Vanaheim, you see all the wildlife showing up there that you don't really interact with, but you just, it's all there and you're just like, holy shit. Oh, this like, game is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, which realm would you say was your favorite probably? Uh, hmm. I want to say probably Vanaheim. Same. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Vanaheim for me too. Just get, like it's, it feels like the easy answer just because it's like it's so varied. Because like not only is there like the the Riverlands, which is like so detailed and interesting, but then like you go to the crater and you have like, the whole story of what Faye did there and like the fact that like the mystery of like, why is there another frozen lightning bolt here? I've never been here before. Like how did that happen? And I was like guessing that it was a time travel thing it's like maybe you haven't been here yet and that was like, the dude the time travel shit in this uh, for a specific character i was yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. And then like, like there's three of this character in this game then you find out that like Faye came here and like she's the reason why there's a crater here and like a bunch of people died for, because of, and like, she her fought fight thor. With thor yeah and like and that made that scene like when she's like talking to kratos and he's just like I don't want the boy to know me because he's better off not knowing me. And she just like, she says like, she like almost like she needed to hear it herself too. Like we are not just our mistakes. Cause like clearly she does not feel proud of what she did in Vanaheim. Cause a lot of innocent people died because she lost her cool and fought Thor. And it was a crazy fight too. Holy shit. Oh man. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also liked that Midgard was like, you go back there too, but it's like different from the last game because it's Fibble Winter is happening. So it's like the lake is now frozen. So there's different shit to do there. Um, Jormansker is just like, you see his scales sticking out. He's just like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm frozen in this lake too. I'm just kind of (laughs) stuck. He wakes up for a second to talk to Loki and he's just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still here. How's it going? He said, uh, well, he gives him advice. He's like the Ironwood. And he's like, Ironwood, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it, you yeah. know, it comes to, it makes sense later. Not too long later, too, which is really interesting. Dude, I loved Angravada. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was great. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else to the gameplay? Anything else to the combat you want to talk about? Or is that pretty mm. much all of that? No, I think we covered it pretty good. I liked the that they, I was not expecting them to add a third weapon, but they did. And I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, the like, shield was good too. I love the shield, the the block. Yeah, that combos. was actually really cool. When they, they pulled that off, you'd be like, "Ah, and like hit him forward with it. That was great. Like, I liked that they gave you different shields to work with too. So, the, like, it was another category to like experiment with, and each shield had its own like usage, which was yeah. pretty cool. 
Like, I just, I also really like that the spear is actually, like, a ring that just makes infinite spears. Yeah. That also I mean, that's explode. how they, they always had, like, infinite resources, practically. That's how they That was also super funny. He's just like, I'm going to miss having infinite gold. Which, I mean, you learn pretty much it doesn't matter after considering what happens, but, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. I was, like, heartbroken. We'll, we'll get to with, it. Yeah. With that scene. Uh, I almost actually forgot. There was one more, I guess, small complaint uh, that I had, which was, when you would do a deflection and you do a counterattack immediately after, like you'd be like, okay, shield deflection, counterattack. Sometimes the enemy, especially in like the more like berserker fights and stuff, uh, you'd be in the middle of like doing your counterattack. Another enemy would just come in, hit you, and you just see your health deplete, but your character's still yeah. going. And I'm like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that I was the only thing I didn't like. It um, definitely felt like there were fewer moments of like, invulnerability frames in the combat for this game and yeah there was a lot of times where i took damage where i felt like i wouldn't have in the last game especially just also because you're like cool i did my deflection on time which you know sometimes can be difficult and i'm going for the counter attack that doesn't really have too much like sometimes they don't even, it's not even that powerful compared to like your regular non-counter attack and then you're getting like punished for it because someone's just attacking you while you're doing it i'm just like so then what was the point of counterattacking in the first place? What, was I supposed to not even attack when I do the counterattack? Like uh, just... Also, like, I would do my runic attacks and someone would attack me and I'm just like, I can't, I literally can't dodge or anything right now. Yeah, it, it got annoying, especially like you just die getting health. Like you'd pick up health and then die just trying to do that. Uh, on, I will mm -hmm. say at least I did like the idea that when you do, like if they got close enough, when you're picking up the health, it would actually blast them backwards. Dude, for a I used that in the berserker fights a few times to like stun the enemy. <laughs> It was it was honestly really useful, but other times like it would just be like if it was a ranged attack, you just get got like you get the health and then you'd be like, cool, I'm about to die. Let me get this health, get the health, die because you went to get the health. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, the music and the sound, I guess the music first, the, the music for this game was so freaking good and also a, a good variety of stuff too. like each character had their theme a bit. Mm -hmm. uh kratos still has his where it's like bum 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 yeah but i didn't it's epic i didn't realize in like who had themes like they had certain themes in the first god of war because like i started to realize that freya had a theme and it took me about because it was very it's like a very witch wood woods witch type theme uh it sounds kind of twisted too when you're listening to it and then i realized i'm like i think freya has my favorite theme she also might have one of my favorite arcs throughout the game oh just yeah freya, like, freya is so freaking i got so, so excited when you play as her or when you get her in as your companion yeah. i was like like the fact oh, that she oh, goes from try literally trying to kill you in the beginning of the game to like cautious allies because she's like i'll not kill you for now if you can free me of my stupid spell that like binds me to midgard and then you do that and she's like i'm still possibly irreparably mad at you but i get it yeah and i'm still not gonna kill you for now and kratos even says like you know i shouldn't you know i shouldn't have done it without yeah. your permission like uh i, I, sh I shouldn't have taken i your robbed choice you of that choice you. yeah uh but you know it gets well yeah we'll get to that but yeah it was really good uh otherwise yeah the music was really fun the music at the end of the game was amazing it, it like just pops off dude when kratos is like watching atreus like go off on his own journey and just like oh my god and the music uh such a 
good combination. Guaranteed tears. Holy shit. Yeah. I... Uh, and it was funny too because I'm like, well, I'll, I'll talk about it. A bit. That's another story thing we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, uh, it's Bear McCreary, the composer, did such a fantastic job with this game, just like he did in the last game. And you know, you look back at like the old God of War stuff. It's like, da 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 da, yeah, and you're like, oh, that's so fucking epic. And then you get to this one, and it's like older Wasp. It's like, dun dun dun, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like it's so good. How you feel, you can feel some of the same like foundations but otherwise like it's so it's like completely different but both just sound like kratos it's just like here's one thing i noticed and here's like older wiser kratos one thing i noticed a few times in ragnarok that i feel like they did in the previous games was like in quieter segments when you're just like exploring there'd be like kind of like a greek wood flute going on in the background and there was like a lot seemed like a few moments like that in mm. ragnarok too and i was just like damn it even feels it sounds like original god of war sort of from time to time you're waiting for that area to press circle or the pot and you're like wait what yeah. do i get to what do i get to smash <laughs> hey freya let's say let's say like hide over here for a minute oh okay. like, uh, <laughs> i don't know if that off. happened <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I need you to go hunting for a little bit. <laughs> hey, Dad, can I be in your uh, tent for the night? No, dude. Uh, okay, another. I'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. Uh, the sound design itself was fantastic. I love the sound of the blades. Amazing. It sounds so good when dude, you're swinging this, around. I didn't think they could find anything more satisfying than the the like thwack of like grabbing the axe again but, but they find they i think they outdid themselves with the uh spear like clang it on oh, the ground that's so good and you hear like bum 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 uh, yeah. as it pops off the enemy yeah no the spear was so freaking good like their sound design team does such a good job with that and then also the fact that like each enemy sounds completely different and sounds crazy and i always love it when you get to do like monsters and creatures and other stuff and it's i'm honestly torn for like is this game the best sound i've heard this year or was it horizon because i i don't know why the the, the robot dinosaurs and that the machines so definitely phenomenal. sound very unique and interesting yeah so i'm, I'm so torn because i'm like ah oh, creatures versus robots i don't know what's a i don't know what sounded better but at least in terms of like the arrows also sound amazing too that aloy uses so i'm, I'm yeah. like i'm so torn on which one i thought had better sound, but those were for sure the two best sounding games uh, this year for me. Um, uh, otherwise, like the environments were full of life, full of sound. It felt so. It's for sure the best sounding God of War game, easily. Uh, it just sounded magical. Like I felt like I was in a world, and each world sounded completely different. Like it, each world looked different, and each world sounded different, which was really oh, yeah. nice. Uh, God, it's so freaking good. Even like it was interesting that Elfheim, like the last time we saw it, it was like we went to like the lake in like the the temple of the of light or whatever. And like in this game, you go to like a desert area. Yeah, and you learn more about the dark elves. And so like again, just like Midgard, like even the realms that you go to that you've been to in the previous game, it's like completely different. Yeah. So God, that's great. Uh, Art-wise, you know, it looked great. Uh, I think we said it really when we were talking about the realms and the variety, but yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I guess ready for the main course? Sure. So 
the the story for this game they outdid themselves because the last game you you know it's a full-on journey it's an adventure and you know a lot of stuff happens but it didn't like it i'll say in one sense it did an amazing job because it took a the combat the gameplay and the story made it go from like all right it's a really fun game just like the old god of war games but it made you care what was going on in it like you really started to get invested to the point where i'm like God of War 2018 for me is potentially probably like my game of the generation for PS4, it Xbox might be One era. One of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it it, and... it went from because I never cared about God of War stuff, and then I like I played them once and I was like each one and I'm like that was fun whatever, and then I played uh 2018 and I'm like everything changed and then Ragnarok came out and I'm like I'm getting the biggest collector's edition I could possibly get I never I don't do this but I'm doing it for this game because it's that fight I don't even do this for the last of us dude I but I did it for this I was like not horizon not last of us but God of War I'll do it for that like that's how I was yeah. feeling I was actually like I replayed God of War 2018 like about a month or so before Ragnarok came out and I was like ex uh, surprised that like i've already played this game before i know all the story beats for the most part that like or like remember all the story beats and i'm still blown away by just how insanely well done this game is it's like i've never had that experience where i am surprised by how good something is even though i've literally already experienced it and know it's good and it still outdoes my expectations of something that i've already seen before yeah God. and yeah ragnarok is just like better somehow <laughs> yeah they they life finds a way to, to just move to the mm. next step uh this story though like that that's all that what 2018 did and it was like i said game of the generation this era just started i don't think ragnarok will be my game of the generation for this yeah gen, we'll see but it it's still it's like the one, the first one did what it needed to do, and it's probably gonna be a completely different type of game that gets my attention. This like gen of like five years or so, six years. I don't know how many years it's gonna be. Um, and Ragnarok, I don't think will be on that list. Uh, but or it might be on like my. You know, it won't be on my list because it's it's probably gonna be games that are only on PS5, uh, Series X, PC stuff like that of like that generation uh, to really utilize its power. But uh, this game still, in terms of its story, and it, it, I was so invested, and it made me go more... It, it had more emotion in this one than the last game. Like, tons more. Uh, because you have already established characters now, besides Kratos. But, I mean, honestly, Kratos felt like a reestablished character last game, so he felt practically new. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas this one... You have these existing characters now you have newer characters and you care about so many of them but especially like your main kind of like conglomerate of characters from the like, previous game it's it's inst like even the asgardians that you don't get as much time with like still feel like super fleshed out like like Sith. even heimdall is like a jackass but like he feels like fleshed out and stuff because like he is like always suspicious of loki because uh, he's right loki is like not really on their side the whole time and like no one else believes him and like thor like there are hints throughout the game that like there's that he is not like happy like the there's a moment a specific moment where he's like telling loki like stop trying to think it's better that way and it's just like yep 
That sounds like a guy who's just been defeated. Well, it's just, uh, like, Thor is the antithesis. He's the antithesis of Kratos. Yeah. Because Kratos is like what happens when you have a horrid history and you be, be like you try to improve yourself from it and like take a second chance. And it's like what happens if you get swallowed up by your history of violence and, you yeah. know, he just drinks and like becomes like a shit head. Like basically Odin has told his him his entire life, like you are nothing but my destroyer. You destroy what I tell you to. And that's it. Yeah. Like, Which, God. And, like, even Sif and, like, Throod were interesting characters. And, then like, even Brock and Sindri we get more of in this game. And they feel, like, way more fleshed out characters. And then you, you wish you, you learn... didn't get them as fleshed out. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, God. Like, the... And, like, Sindri specifically felt like such a more complete character. Like, the way he, like, he became such good friends with Atreus between games. And, like, they're hanging out, like, behind the scenes and stuff like that like it's awesome and and then like yeah what happens later is just like literally heartbreaking for yeah. me um i like the way they tell ragnarok where the whole idea of like yo this is fate it's not fate we make our own destiny and it's a whole thing of like you know you find out Faye is the one that destroyed uh the shrine in jotunheim uh so she they don't know what their fate is so they can choose by themselves and then you find out, like, at the back of the the main um, thing at the end, like, it shows, first, like, it shows, like, it shows fate destroying everything. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. And they feel like they're, they're like, yeah, we write our own fate. Like, we do it ourselves. Fate doesn't dictate what we do. We, we do what we need to do on our own. And then Kratos goes in the back and it's like, nah, bitch, we had, we had you pegged like this the whole time. And you're like, oh, like, it was fate, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah i also like that they go from most of the game is like we have to prevent ragnarok because supposedly kratos dies and i also love that like both kratos and atreus are trying to prevent ragnarok because kratos wants to protect atreus and atreus wants to protect kratos and neither of them for most of the game trust each other to like work together until they finally do yeah um and then like the thing happens and then there's just like okay we're going to war odin needs to die fuck him ragnarok is happening yeah and they just go about <laughs> it like they do such a good job of like conveying their relationship and it's also atreus coming of age he's getting older mm. and that whole thing of like you know you can't protect him forever he needs to be his own person and you're starting to get that through it where he start he goes off on his own adventures he gets even kratos to trust him to go to asgard the second time and all these different things unfold and dude the I first time they, loki went to asgard it was like you're being so stupid yeah Why? i mean everyone was like don't do this but he's like you know it's it's him rebelling and also he's loki mm -hmm. like he loki does yeah. his own thing when you really think about that whole i guess lore uh the fact that they were able to tell atreus's story on his own at certain points really just I think amplified the story of these two characters. Cause like you enjoy a trace in the first game, but you're still very much just like, this is about Kratos for the most part. Mm -hmm. And this game felt like the transfer of power where you're like, no, it's about a father and a son. And like remind you of that in the first game where it's like, yeah, it's because Loki was just a, I mean, Atreus is just like, 
even now I'm starting to call him looking at it. Atreus was yeah. just a little kid in the first game. Like he was really young. Like yeah, he was like he, ten years old, maybe. I actually wanted to go back and watch the reaction of the people in the uh, theater when they got the the reveal of God of War 2016, and it shows Atreus like playing with toys. He's playing with toys, and he's like, ah, yeah. like I'm afraid to do it. And his voice. Yeah, I went is back so and small. watched that, and it was like a very different opening. Like, yeah, a lot changed from the original game. Whereas <laughs> the, the it's supposed game. to be like a uh, two years later or something, and it's like, dude, it felt it felt a lot more than two years. Uh, or at least, I guess that you know the journey takes time. The, this whole I feel like the the span of time during not between the games but during the games is actually a big span of time practically. Like a lot of things happen to where it's not like I don't feel like it's like a few days. Like this takes time. It's and, definitely been a few years because like Fimble Winter is in like full effect and like I love how it's like I guess freya has just been hunting them for a while now and they're just used to her occasionally showing up and them having to run for their lives yeah they're just like quick get into the safety of the fucking like, is it her yeah they're just like she's back dad it's like oh fuck she's <laughs> like barely gets away she's like kratos god that was i was afraid in the beginning i was like don't make her the villain please but yeah but... I, I i was like i really hope we could fix this yeah, dude, that's why, I mean, we'll, we'll get to, yeah, so, um, I'm trying to think of other aspects before we get to, like, the whole character arcs, I guess, of, like, the specifics, um, I mean, you know, fuck it, uh, I, so, you know, we have Kratos, Atreus, and Freya, probably the three main characters you get, Yeah. and then you have Thor, Sif, uh, Odin, Thrud, Heimdall, and then, like, the Rebellion, uh, plus, uh, uh, Mimir and uh, Brock and Sindri. And I guess let's just hit up the Brock and Sindri. I appreciated that we learned that Brock is blue for a reason. You're like, why the fuck is his door blue? It's like, dude, a quarter of his soul is missing. Well, and like, I don't think that's it, though. That wasn't it? I thought that's why well, all the other dwarves are normal colored. He's the only yeah. one missing a piece of his soul. Uh, in the previous game, Sindri mentioned that, like, it's because his brother doesn't like to wear gloves and stuff. And that's a callback to like oh. some, some uh, metal smiths, like blacksmiths that work with silver without gloves. They'll like the silver will like leach into your body. And then like, I am going to get a lot of the science of this wrong. But like the basic idea is that same way that like old photography used silver uh to help expose photos the same mm. effect can happen to your skin but when you expose photos just to like general light mm -hmm. it just ends up being like kind of just like a darkish color or whatever because it just is overexposed or something like that okay. so though people who have like silver poisoning or whatever tend to turn bluish so that that's why brock is blue but yeah, we've, we do find accepted. out though that he... I'm going to try to turn blue. <laughs> I'm putting silver in my body and now I'm blue and I could fight werewolves. <laughs> oh, that's why I'll, like, it, don't listen to those like health nuts that are like, take these silver nitrate pills or whatever. And it's like, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good for you. Don't do it. You'll be blue. Uh, uh, so, yeah. okay. So you learn but, like Brock's missing a part of his soul and yeah. that was tough. Like you're just like, oh shit. Dude, like I did, I was the whole time I was wondering, like, well, what part of his soul? Like, obviously, it can't be his personality because he yeah, seems to have a personality. Like, 
I mean, maybe it was his luck and like, I didn't really like they, they say after he dies that it's his direction. And that was like the saddest, like, I, I don't know if you got that like extra thing when Mimir was talking, when Atreus asked him, like, so does, is like Brock just like going to the well of souls now? Um, and he says like, no, I'm sorry. Like when a soul has lost its direction, it can't find its way back to the well of souls. So Brock doesn't even get an afterlife. And I was just like, fuck, that makes it even worse. That's why I think that's why I was so like ultra. That was like, uh, overkill was because like the whole thing of like when he died the first time Sindri missed that piece of his soul. And like, he literally went like, dragged his, what left of his brother he could back from the dead basically. yeah and which you know because he, he didn't want to be alone and you're like should have just left him alone obviously but uh never, never tried that guys um the you know Sindri tells kratos and atreus they already find out and then brock finds out when he's with kratos and they the mermaid is there and it's like wait how come i couldn't hear anything and it's like you have to be fully alive or like you have to have all of your soul. Or it's like, why that's... didn't the mermaid notice me? And it's like, cause they see people's souls, not their physical form or something yeah. like that. And that's when he realized like, Oh fuck, I was dead. It's like, and... I did die. That bastard lied to me. Uh, yeah. So like he, I guess was going to talk to Sindri about it at a certain point, but we never get to that chance. And instead, like the last thing Brock says to Sindri is like, I know what you did. And he's like, I forgive you. Uh, and that was like tough because I mean like that was the whole betrayal was tear and I did not see that coming dude no one I did not see that coming whatsoever but I do love that there's hints throughout the game though you go back and watch clips of him and you're like dude the scene I saw a clip today where like the scene where you find out that Groa lied and that like only Asgard falls and Odin dies and like tear is like slack jawed and he's just like and it's clear like if you know it's odin he's just like oh fuck i've been working off of the wrong prophecy this whole time shit fuck <laughs> yeah he can't believe it also he doesn't have a right eye and atreus is on his right side so he doesn't even have the depth perception that's why he walks i didn't into even atreus. notice i didn't even notice so i'm yeah I, I, this is pointed out and i'm just like holy i, shit. I assumed he just was so dumbfounded he just didn't bother to like notice loki but that with the eye missing that's all oh, interesting huh i think the fact that you don't see it coming at all comboed with hey we gave you hints but there were hints you would never have even like thought of until after like i don't know why that's such a good idea just, like, but it's so freaking it's so smart i love that scene because like the brock is just like hey where are you going with that mask that's the kid's mask and like none of this is making any sense anyway it's not and i love him the way he says it's like it's not welding together true like it's a blacksmithing term yeah that's like his whole thing is being a blacksmith and since when do you call him loki yeah and and you're just like wait yeah huh what uh, yeah that, there are things that aren't adding up and then before you can even like put it together yourself he's just like don't you ever shut up and he stabs brock in the chest and i was just i literally gasped and yeah like that's really hard to surprise me that far god that was dude that that was crazy and it's like oh yeah and uh tears room the whole time there was like a, a raven in there just like hiding so he could keep transporting yeah. and, in and like out. that's why he was like it chose the broom closet because he's like i just you know i've been in a cell so long i just prefer small spaces don't check my room though 
fucking uh, genius. It, I, I can't believe they did that with Tyr, though. Like, the, the, the fact that you get hyped up in the very first trailer when it shows Tyr, and he, like, stands above Kratos, and you're like, this dude's yeah. a fucking giant. And you're like, we got the Norse God of War. It's a God of War team-up. And then it's like, nah, bitch, it was Odin. And you're like, oh. And it even makes sense that, like, the first thing that happens in the game is, like, Odin and Thor show up. And the and Odin specifically says, like, I will completely leave you alone. Just don't look for Tyr. And that was him planting the seed of, like, well, okay, if Odin's going to be a problem, we maybe should look for Tyr. And yep. then his, and that was his plan because he was Tyr. Yeah, Odin... <laughs> Odin is like the true spy master, the true just like wielder. He he just makes the full webs and has so much deceit. They do such a good job of like your enemy because a lot of these games, you know, the enemy is big strong man. And you have to fight big strong man and defeat big strong man. Even like Boulder was like lanky strong man, <laughs> but like yeah, uh, even Th- Thor's big strong man. But like, and he's not the true enemy. That's the thing. He's not the true enemy. Odin's the true enemy, and it's like, what's Odin? It's like. Odin is a big brain. Like, his fight didn't even feel as hard as, like, other fights. Like, I didn't even have trouble fighting Dude. Odin. Oh, no. It wasn't even that bad. But, like, It was also... just the fact of everything he did and was like, smart in the there story. Are, there were moments where, like, villain. Mimir would say shit, like, even when Odin's telling the truth, it's a lie. Like, there's yeah. always some some sort of deceit behind what he's doing. You cannot trust him. And they and do such a good job to... of making him, like, diffuse an enemy where he's, like, he just is talking. He's, like, what do you think? I'm not going to fight you and all this other stuff. And you're, like, oh, it, it, he he does a good job of trying to trick Atreus and trick the audience when they're playing in the very Dude, first he tricked week. me for a while because, like, when you go to Asgard and it's just, like, he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. I knew he was bad. I, like, I knew and it yeah, And, like, the... the whole time I was just, like, okay, Freya was very clear of, like, some of the things that he did to her and, like, he did do those things. He so ordered he, Th- Odin, or Thor to kill the giants. Like it like, wasn't Thor that just yeah. actively did it. Odin like, was he, the one that said all this shit. So the whole time I was like, he can't actually be this good. And then like, turns out he's not. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, even when he was acting nice in the beginning and he's like, go where you want, like, just, you know, don't take the mask out of the realm and stuff. Like I knew I was like, yeah, take this magic sword. Mark of the trade. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for what the fuck is going to happen. Cause it's going to happen. And I think that, like, you know, he's like, you murdered Mimir. And he's like, you know, I was young and stupid. Uh, Ymir, not Mimir. Uh, Ymir, the, the, the first giant. Yeah, I thought and, I could do more. Yeah, better. and I'm like, that was the closest I came to where I'm like, I know he's still bad. I'm like, I see what he's doing there. But he's being, he's he's admitting his, like, crime. But using it in, like, yeah, that was me in the past. Just to solidify of, like, I'm different now. I've changed all this stuff. I've changed a lot. And it's like, no, he hasn't. He, he really, he acts, he even tries to, I feel like he even tries to fool himself. So he can just keep going. Yeah. But, like, I think but, at some point he he tried to argue, like, all the knowledge that he tries to seek. It's just to try to find, like, a better solution for everything. And that's and what he even like, thinks, probably. But and it he, sounds it, believable. But it is for all him. It everything is yeah. for him, and it's like fairly obvious. It's one of those things where everyone knows that, but him, even uh, though he's the one doing it. Like I loved how he he literally kills Thor like immediately as soon as Thor even thinks against him. You're no longer like, useful. Yeah. Yeah, he's like you're no longer useful, and that's like, why he didn't give a shit about his grandson's dying. Yeah, and he literally to his like basically dying breath, Odin was like. I had to do that. Thor was in my way. Like I, I, 
I had, no, I had choice. no choice. And it's like, there's always a choice. I'm like, yeah, there is always yeah. a choice. He's like, like, dude, you murdered your own son because he was like saying you're being a dick. Like, he wasn't even being a dick anymore. It was just like, I don't want to kill dad. Sorry. Yeah. Like, come on. That was crazy. But uh, I think also, I mean, I'm trying to like, because I, I feel like we're hopscotching everywhere. Like, yeah. Uh, going through the story itself, like everything from like, oh, Freya trying to kill them to going to the different realms, getting to your, like, I thought it was already good. I like that you're also uncovering more of Faye's past piece by piece. Yeah. And you already talked about the whole Vanheim thing. You're like, that was insane too. But like also learning like she was part of a rebellion or at least the first rebellion. And uh, eventually, you know, we get to Ragnarok. And I guess I just really want to talk about the Ragnarok fight itself just because that Dude, was Dude, like that was so like <laughs> Avengers Endgame style. Like the all the, the realm all the armies of all the realms fighting against asgard which is like everything coming together is so insane what was crazy though it, Dude, even ex- when sindri was like the only one that came from like uh svartalheim svartalheim and she's like oh my god even sindri got the army of the of svartalheim oh it's just him and then he just does like one hammer strike and takes out all the um the battle armaments of asgard and he's just like were you looking for something like that and i'm just like Oh shit, Sentry's a badass. <laughs> yeah, he, he, like literally the gloves were off. He took off the gloves. Dude, that was the moment where I knew like that he was like irreparably damaged when he was like had his brother like he had his gloves like torn off and his brother's like blood on his hands. And I was just like, that is significant because he is like literally a germaphobe. And at this point, he's just like, I don't care. I've lost everything. Yeah. And I mean, that's also a crazy part was like someone gave the great analogy that uh, Sentry is the giving tree where the giving tree, you know, it kept giving and giving and giving until like finally, like it gave everything it had until it was just a stump. And you see Sentry by the end of it and he's just the stump. Like there's nothing left of him. Uh, he's literally least, broken. Yeah. He, ch- he I mean, he, it was his own choice of like the way it became. And yes, like it is their fault that this happened, but you know, odin tricked everyone like it's something it was it felt like unavoidable like you didn't expect this and like there was a moment where atreus like after it happened he was saying like you know i should have done this i should have done that and kratos stops and he's like you should have done what seen through a deception that fooled us all like no like he tricked he he fooled all of us yeah not just you sentry is just like he's grieving it's like he's gonna lash out at everybody and it's gonna take a good amount of time before he heals depending on what goes on but uh yeah i yes. do like that you get to actually see him just like disappear it's like oh that's how that works yeah. he just literally blinks out of existence he just didn't care anymore he's like i'm not gonna do the fun yeah. little ways of like reappearing disappearing and stuff which was always fun watching that happen and it was yeah. always like goofy but now it was just like fuck you guys i'm and out like, and you're just like oh that like the last riddle or it's like what what gets bigger when you take something away and, the, and like he doesn't figure it out until the end and it's just like it's a hole and it's just like ah jesus <laughs> so freaking good and that was eating my mirror like those conversations on multiple points where you'd just be going exploring and he's like what's the fucking riddle and chris yeah. is like i don't care <laughs> my my guess was a debt but eh. <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, I like the rebels. They were cool. Uh, Bergier had Bergier had the most like epic scene. 
Dude, the dude who, like, I like that he used to be a traveler and was just like, it's a lie, Odin's a fraud. Everyone's like, no, we're going to be fucking insane berserkers still. Uh, Or not berserkers, they weren't, it was a different Travelers. Yeah, the travelers were, god, there were so many fucking enemies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I love he's just like, I'll save everyone for Vanaheim. But his full, like, the minute you notice, the minute the camera goes to him, you immediately know when he starts doing the chant, you're just like, Oh shit! Oh shit! And then he just does it, and, and it's somehow so he lives. Epic! He lives. I'm so happy he lives. Cause, uh, do you know you know his whole end game, right? Yeah. He occupies. He moves into Freya's house. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. So if you go back to the camp after, well, first I I knew I'm like I need to go back to Kratos and Atreus's house, and I need to go back to Freya's old house, the turtle. And uh, you go back there and Freya's like, I'm sorry, I haven't done anything for you. Like, I, yeah, I let my vengeance I that cloud one. my... Well, later on, she's like, you know, I need someone to watch the turtle. And uh, if you go back to Freya's camp uh, after everything, like, you know, you see Sif there with um, what's-his-face. And uh, yeah, that was in cool. one of the tent areas, it's he's kind of hidden, but he's in one of, the, like, the tent areas. And you go to him and... Uh, He's like, I'm retired. Like, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to hang up my sword. I'm, there's no need for me to fight anymore. And I just want peace and kind of solitude for the most part. And Freya's like, oh, actually, I have a place perfect for you. And yeah. she's like, why don't you move into my old place and take care of my turtle? And he's like, oh, that sounds great, actually. So, yeah, he's going to move there. And, which is funny because Freya basically still lives with Kratos. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, he was cool. I liked the light elf, dark elf couple. Uh, yeah and she i love that you know it's like the kind of the more soft-hearted guy and like the strong warrior woman and she's like because you know the dark elves can fly so she's just like flying around and shooting stuff with the crazy staff uh and then um and he's like a nerd for books (laughs) yeah the the dwarf i forget the dwarf girl's name um uh lunda yeah i loved her like she's constantly hitting on kratos <laughs> she's like you know, she even hits on freya too and freya's like oh i oh uh yeah. th- thank you <laughs> i love <laughs> there was like a moment where she's like you know kratos hun like if it, if i'm making you uncomfortable i could stop and he's like uh no it, it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> he's like i enjoy it <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh good oh god that was so funny and then also what was it? It's like Atreus, watch out for her. And she's like, he's like, why? It's like she's uh, just watch out for her. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, she becomes your Smith post game. Yeah. She, she's your Smith for everything. Uh, I should so have been that... suspicious that something was gonna happen to one of the brothers when they introduced like a third like blacksmith, but like it didn't even dawn on me. I'm just yeah. like, oh, cool, there she is. And then I'm like, I guess she's just in Vanaheim. And little did I know, I'm like. She's your smith now, like, that's it, bro. Yeah, I was like, I don't even get Sindri, no. She also, I mean, she still has the same dwarf magic as them. Because she yeah. appeared and disappeared at all the different places. Uh, I also, like, she's like, hey, you guys should go to Alfheim. There's something really cool there. And you go and you see Thrud picking up Thor's hammer. That was awesome. She, she's worthy. I was like, oh, shit. Like, she's like, I'll make you proud, dad. Dude, <laughs> a fucking, the, a Mjolnir wielding Valkyrie. Oh, I forgot she also wants to be a Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. I was like, oh my God, that's the dopest Dude, I gotta shit. admit, like, I'm not usually into, like, large 80s hair. 
But oh, like her, her hair, hair was, was so her, big and I loved Rude it. Rude was a lion. She was just, they designed her like a lion. I'm like looking at her and I'm like, yeah, I'm just watching this lion talk to Atreus. She's got swords and she's Thor's daughter. Thor, was it Thor, Thor's daughter. And like, that's how she said her name. And yeah, was Thor's like, daughter. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. Uh, also, her voice actress. I knew. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, it was like Penny from uh, Penny from Lost in Space. Yeah, dude. I was like, she looks so familiar. The like for so long, and then I saw like the casting, and I was like, oh shit, it's her. And the same with uh, Freya. I was like, is that that looks like the uh, what's her name from uh, Daredevil slash True Blood? But and it, like, oh I think no, it is you her. mean you mean Faye, not Freya. Faye, yeah, sorry, yeah. That was Faye. um, I forget what her name is, but yeah, Jessica and like uh, um, yeah. What the what's fuck what's it? Daredevil's? What's her name in Daredevil? Oh man, I'm totally blanking. Holy shit, Pete! No, Karen. Knew her, Karen. Karen Page. Yeah. Karen Page. Yeah, like yeah. uh, yeah. Shoot, the minute they show her, I'm like, dude, where do they get all these redheads? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, it was it was fantastic having them both in there. And then Elena Fisher's uh, voice actress from Uncharted was Sif. Mm. I kept hearing her voice, and I'm like, I know who this is. And I'm like, I couldn't. I'm like, what movie is she from? And I'm like, dude, she's not from. I mean, I know she's from stuff, but I'm like, it's not a movie you're thinking of. It's a game. And I'm like, dude, that's Elena. Holy shit, dude! dude Sif was... had so much hair, just like. All dude, the way that down. thing was long. I was like, where'd you get all that? Like, what's going? Because you you know you think of Sif and like. Thor like in Marvel and everything and then you see her here and I'm like oh shit she's just like incredibly hot <laughs> well, I mean she's supposed to be like a diplomat um compared to like you know in the other one she's like I'm a warrior and she's like I lost my yeah. fucking arm <laughs> oh shit uh, let me die and go to Valhalla it's like well technically you didn't die in battle you're just dying after the battle it's like oh shit <laughs> I don't think that matters, dude. I mean, it, it's fucking Taika Waititi. You need to give a shit about Thor. He's, uh, like I said, good Taika Waititi movies, horrible Thor movies. Um, but the... Yeah, Sif was cool. I, was, I mean, I was just... It was fun seeing all these familiar, like, voice actors. Like, vo- just actors and voice actors coming in. And it was awesome. Like, just kind of... I like that I'm now at a point where I could recollect where I'm like, I know who this person is. Like, I could just tell by their voice. I don't need to see them. I just hear their voice and they sound so familiar to me, uh, which is really fun. I, I always enjoy that a lot um, where there's a lot more identifiable voices at this point. Uh, the harder ones, of course, are Nolan North because who knows what the fuck he's going to sound like sometimes. So you're just like, who is this? It's like, oh, dude, that penguin, that's Nolan North. Every time <laughs> I hear Lance Reddick in a game, I'm just like, oh, okay, sold. <laughs> yeah, you know it's Lance Reddick. Aloy, it's me, Zavala. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Wick. Uh, except for that Resident Evil show. I, I don't know if I could bring myself to watch that. Hey, you don't need to. It's okay. I did yeah. it so you wouldn't have to. Uh, unless you want to see like Lance Reddick play like four people. That is true. I do get more Just than one that. Lance Reddick Just in that show. Just watch that scene. It's only in like one scene where it shows all four of them. Because then there's like... Anyway. Anyway. Eh. Uh, I enjoyed, of course, uh, we talked about the Rebels. Oh, Freyr. Freyr was fun. Uh, I also didn't realize someone was like, yeah, you know, like Freya and Freya are like the gods of fertility and stuff, right? Male and female fertility among like other stuff. Uh, yeah, and I'm they're like, both supposed to be like the two most like beautiful gods. Yeah. And it made sense later because like, you know, they uh, apparently everyone's like, yeah, Freya was so handsome. We all love Freya. And I'm like, yeah, he unites the uh, me. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And he's just like a he's like a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, he's just like this kind, nice guy that seems very oblivious or not na- oblivious, naive or something. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was feeling. It's just naivety from him. 
uh but he was really fun and it was like oh shit Freyr died and i'm like uh he does a good job where his death wasn't as impactful as like brock's but also i don't think the most the deaths in this game weren't as impactful like i mean the biggest deaths were what brock's uh Freyr's yeah. and thor's were like the three big deaths like you you were happy odin's death, but then you were actually know. like I, oh, I was super satisfied when odin died and especially the fact that like they were gonna not kill him and then Sindri just like takes the orb and smashes it he's like yeah no no there. That's, that's what i'm saying odin's death was satisfying but the ones where like you feel bad like was like oh, okay thor too and you're like oh damn he was gonna change too it's gonna be better like that it could you could have seen like a future where thor wasn't a piece of shit yeah uh and he just kind of it's like yo just let your wife do the talking and just listen to what she says and you should be fine uh otherwise like i i think the scene that actually was the most emotional was of course the final scene of where kratos and atreus is like i have to leave and yeah, there's something i need to do and i think like i think i need to do it alone i, I knew like, like does it make you scared like yes, yeah yeah like, yeah we don't then you need to do it yeah and just like yeah so fucking good and it's like okay brock died and i felt bad i'm like oh no brock died but i wasn't like crying i was fine i'm like i'm good i'm like damn i can't believe they killed brock i'm like that's kind of sucks but all right i'm with the game and same thing with the other characters but then like atreus like the minute like you can tell what's happening you can see kratos but the minute he goes loki you know loki will go but atreus atreus remains here yeah i fucking like i was like <laughs> i just I, I love that like throughout the game they're just like if like when i when you feel like you're losing control ch- hear my voice in your head and i'll try to do the same and it just, and like, they did it to each other in yeah per- like it's like you know when he's like heimdall left me no choice and he's like it wasn't because of fate it was because it was necessary and it, w- it was so good like in that second half of the game they kept reinforcing each other going mm-hmm. this isn't fate this is you you did what you had to do. It's okay. And it was so good the way they did that. Like, it, they do so much, like, I don't know. They just did such a good job. This, like, the whole thing of, like, this and The Last of Us. The Last of Us is, like, such a good father-daughter relationship where that game made me cry, like, twice or so. Where, like, the beginning, just where, like, seeing Ellie, like, smell Joel's clothing and you're just like, oh, my fucking, like, you feel that feeling of, like, all that. And then in this one, it's, like, the father-son, but it's not sad. It's, like, a happy sad if that yeah. makes sense or happy it's tears. a bittersweet because it's like yeah. you're you're seeing your kid like go He's off on college. their own and it's like you're scared for them but you're proud and like you know it has to happen but you don't want it to yeah you know shit like that sorry my seat was like my seat's like going up and down right now it's not i don't know what's happening no worries um but like the whole point of that was so well done where you really just see it is Atreus coming of age. It's Atreus kind of mm-hmm. learning how to be on his own and doing his own thing. And Kratos going from being controlling to supportive and letting him do what he needs to do, uh, which ends with him, you know, going like, there's a ton of other giants out there and I'm going to go find them. And it it's just like, you know, I think we'll talk. Well, it'll be the final thing we talk about because it kind of leads up to like what comes next and stuff. I love he but, accidentally like, made the world serpent. <laughs> dude that okay yeah so that was great dude how why, my chair is still fucking going down like angry about a like toxin later and he's like yeah that snake you uh put that soul in it's getting real big like way bigger than normal i love that i guess it was yeah so 
was it Jormanger? Was that his name? Uh, Jormungandr or something like Jor- that. Jormungandr, okay. I love that the one that you talk to in the first game, as well as like that brief point in the second game, is the post-Ragnarok one. Yeah. Like, like he that's... already lived through Ragnarok and was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, and that's I'm why just... he recognized you. You're, it's like, oh, you're the one that gave me the soul, and you're the one that like yeah. let me grow, and he just shows up and starts fighting Thor. Oh, like in like, the background of one shit. scene, Thor hits him real hard and just like blinks out of existence and just like, wait, that actually happened. That was insane. That was so well done. And then you see like uh, C2 just show up like, I'm going to fucking destroy everything. Uh, and it's like, Ragnarok's yeah. here. <laughs> I, love, I love Frey. Ragnarok's here, guys. <laughs> the fucking sword comes down. You're like, oh. Dude, I love when Freyr like first shows up and he does the thor like hold his hand up thing and you're just like what's going on? what's he doing and it's like oh shit that magic sword was his the whole time yeah i, I love it it's like what are you doing and waiting for it and i'm like that's crazy and the sword you know you, he loses the sword too which sucks but uh because that was a really cool sword yeah um uh freya freya probably became like my favorite character in this game practically yeah uh dude the she, scene where she's explaining like after kratos like breaks the spell with her like i was like she should probably win like best actress for this or something like, and then they like do the, they do the full like hands like together uh yeah. and yeah she's like you know i can't i don't know if i can ever forgive you but I, you know I, I won't kill you and stuff and i think that coupled with like i was saying like that was my favorite song was her theme it was like the song playing around that I think that part was probably my favorite part in the game uh, mm-hmm. in terms of just like just I think my th- top three parts is probably her being freed Kratos singing by to Atreus and uh, Berger's fucking dragon sacrifice. <laughs> he just jumps off the goddamn boat. Yeah. That was just so goddamn epic. Uh, I love how they even set up that Nidhogg fight like beforehand where like Ratatasker, if you talk to him, he like explains like. Oh yeah, those things down there, like the children of um, Needhog. They like and Needhog like te- like I tend to the branches of the world tree, and Needhog tends to the roots. And then like later on, you're messing with some roots, and fucking Needhog comes out of nowhere and attacks you, and you're just like, oh shit, we gotta kill Needhog. God, that was crazy. And then, yeah, God, that was so good, dude. I love Radishasker. They built so the Vanah because they broke the Vanaheim uh, curse first, and then a lot that allowed her to come in for full yeah. form. To then go and break the other ones, uh, which is right. Really That's why she I remember was she was trying you. to do it on her own and she couldn't do it at first. I thought Kratos was going to help her, but she was able to do it on her own. I'm like, oh, that was really cool. Then yeah. she just had to find all the willpower to like pull it off. But you know, it goes from like that to her holding the the rope over Odin, where it's just like that was so me cool for the last time. That was so good because the way she talks, it almost sounds villainous practically. Well, but you're I think like besides Sindri. She probably had the most, like, right to hit vengeance on him, I guess. Yeah. Damn it, fucking sure. I gotta fix this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it, almost everything wrong in her life is his fault. So, I get, like, seeing her, like, yeah, put the, the noose around his neck and just be, like, that close to, like, beating him, finally. Yeah. I was just like, that was so satisfying. I mean, he's the reason Balder is the way he is, or the way he mm-hmm. was, pretty much. So, but going through, you know, you find out everything about her. You see her relationship with the other Valkyrie queen, uh, and just listening to her, having her instead of Atreus 
just talking about everything from like the different realms to everything else was just so encapsulating. And it's funny because like, okay, they're not together, but like the way you have it, it felt like, you know, it's like, oh, it's father and son traveling. And then at certain points, you're just like, it, fe- it literally felt like husband wife traveling, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it just felt so, especially for the fact that we see the final fight against Odin, that it's Kratos, Freya, and Atreus together. It just felt like a family fighting yeah, their I, aggression their like uh um oppressor i did love that like the the more time that freya and kratos have with each other and the more stories about each other that they share and the more they understand each other like freya goes from being like like in the beginning of the game like i'm gonna absolutely murder you to like you know i'll i'll tolerate you to like yeah by the by the post game she's like I mean, definitely not forgotten that he's murdered her son, but, but like, they they're basically like, pr- seems like good friends at this point. Very good. Yeah. Like they even like she even jokes with him, like, yeah, she, like jokes certain things. And it's really funny, dude. Like one of my favorite conversations was when uh, Mimir, well, one besides the uh, the PlayStation All-Stars reference. <laughs> Uh, so did you like the poems of uh Kavassier? that was hilarious i love I was, that there I, were like a couple i couldn't get but like i love that them, they the um the ghost of tsushima one was a, a haiku it was just a haiku yeah <laughs> i knew that was the way that i'm like i looked at that and i'm like this doesn't make any sense oh it's a haiku that's ghost of tsushima yeah but like my favorite conversation was when he was like when mimir was like hey kratos i've heard some pretty crazy stories from your homeland like the they gotta be exaggerated, right? Like, and Kratos is like, well, what are you talking about? Like, what what story do you think is exaggerated? And he talks about, like, God of War 2 when he literally, like, kills the fates of Greece and, like, goes back in time to free they were the, in the Titans. Way. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, no, they abused their power and I took, I killed them and took it and used it for myself and I turned it on the fa- on the Mount of, uh, mountain Olympus and it's just like, you actually did that? That? I was incredibly irresponsible. He's just, and he's, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, it's, I mean, there's no more grace, dude. What do you, it's yeah, gone. That's, that's the funniest thing to me, I mean, I guess, is that like, like, I thought that Kratos just destroyed, the, I thought he destroyed like the whole world in God of War 3, but he just I guess he just Greece. destroyed Greece. <laughs> I think that's what's interesting is like, all of these gods are straight up just, yeah, they're just like. You, dude, you get I want to go to this world's this version of Egypt. Like that shit sounds cool. Well, we'll we'll be getting to that. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I mean, any characters we missed that we want to talk about? Any scenes uh, or any portions I, of the story? I mean, we talked a little bit about Thor. We talked a little bit about Sif. Like, there's not much about Sif, but like we could talk about Odin for a bit. We did talk about Odin. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Like we talked about how he's cunning and betrayal, all this shit. He was oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so we, we got the major I will points. say it, it was cool that we do see Tear, the real Tear. The real Tear is in a fucking yeah. prison. That was great. And it's dude, that was like exactly one of my, the same. That was one of the things about the game that I was like, I almost felt disappointed because again, like you mentioned in the trailers, I got so hyped that like, oh shit, we're gonna actually find and and save Tear. Like he's not actually dead. And then like you find out it was Odin the whole time, and I was like, oh damn, I guess I guess Tear was dead. That sucks. And then. Later on, you go to Niflheim after the game, and in like one of the random fragments of uh, of Asgard that survived, it was a prison with Tyr in it, and you're just like, "Oh, cool! I guess we do find Tyr." And it makes sense too, because like apparently Odin can only 
uh, impersonate someone if they're alive. If they're dead, he can't yeah. impersonate them, which is why Tyr was worth more to him to alive than dead. That's why I didn't kill him. And I, I do like that it's like, yeah, he basically, all those people in the prison were all the people that Odin would impersonate. Yeah. It wasn't it also, just Tyr. It also makes sense that, like, why would Odin have imprisoned like one of his greatest like prisoners in a random mine in Svartalheim. Of course he would just keep him nearby in Asgard. Cause that yeah. makes sense. Also, I think what traveler was there too. If I recall, maybe I think you fight a traveler in there. Uh, one of the ones you open, it's a traveler in there, which makes sense. Cause you know, he was talking to the travelers and all that yeah. other stuff, uh, which caused all that shit. Um, I love though that tier like the whole thing is like yeah he tries to be spot on with them and that is just like tier like when you meet that tier he's like oh yeah he's the same as like he was when Odin was him and then you you saw him right if you go to Freyr's camp that's where he goes yeah. and the motherfucker's just doing yoga he's just like stretching around like doing like oh yeah like I'm, I'm doing all this shit I love I'm when like you, like when you first find him you tell him that you killed Odin and he's like wait for real huh. I got a lot to think about now. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know, I guess I'm free. So yeah. he's going to, it seems like he'll probably help with the uh, reconstruction. The whole thing is like, I guess the biggest thing here is when you look at the the back panel of that, um, like the, the giant stuff there where it shows Kratos and it's like, oh yeah, it was actually fate the whole time. I tricked you guys. This is the whole plan. Yeah. Uh, and only Kratos sees it. Uh, the right panel shows him being worshipped as a god. Yeah, it's like, like actually dude, loved for once. Or Kratos is now the Norse god king. And dude, and that got him like choked up because he's like, it's something I never thought was possible of like yeah. so people loving him, I guess. And let alone cool liking him. I mean, when you really look at it, because the whole thing is like, yeah, because Fre Freya is the queen and everyone still treats her as the queen, not as like more or less the queen of Vanaheim, but like she's the leader of Vanaheim and now Asgard is on Vanaheim and she more or less is now leading the Asgardians, not to mention she's the queen of the Valkyries and, you know, uh, yeah. even Throod's just like, yeah, I want to serve under you and like Sigrun and stuff. And because I'm like, I guess she'll probably train more with Sigrun, I assume. But uh, I love it. Throod is like a Valkyrie nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's a woman she could love, look up to. It, it makes oh, sense that they're, they're the top hierarchy of power. Um, well, like, I that was like one funny moment in Thor Ragnarok when he was like, you know, I wanted to be a Valkyrie when I was a kid until I found out that I couldn't. <laughs> oh, Thor? Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot that. I missed that. Um, but it's interesting because it's like, oh, more or less. Thor and Freya are like the king and queen now, kind of, not together, but are just like the two top leaders of the North Norse uh, pantheon, and it's really interesting the way that kind of worked out the way it did. It's like, oh yeah, the Greek god of war is now like the Odin of the Norse mythology yeah. at this point. Uh, what was what Odin's called the All Father, right? Was that mm -hmm. the way? They yeah. yeah um so kratos is kind of like except he's like the one he's the politician that's like i'm gonna clean up the streets in person and it's just like i'm gonna send people but that's actually making things worse because i'm a corporate bastard yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of how it went um and i guess do you just i guess before we do the final part uh how would you rate this like not you don't have to give a number but like what would be the word to describe this game for you 
I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just epic. Because it's like, not just in terms of like, how much stuff there is to do in this game, but just like, what you're doing is of epic proportions. Like, the boss fights are insane. Like, some of the thi- like, the camera work is like, unbelievable at times. And like, the places you go and like the music, it just, it all culminates into like an epic adventure. I almost want to say it's a masterwork just because like, Oh, that's in the second, uh, close second I think, for sure. I think I'm like using masterwork now, not cause I'm not saying masterpiece, but I'm looking at masterwork of just because destiny. I played so much <laughs> destiny of like your masterwork stuff. And I'm like, dude, this is a masterwork. Like this is, I fully leveled up this game. Like, this game is fully leveled up. Like, it's the highest potential this game could possibly have. If unless it was on PS5, then it's actually fucking even higher, but whatever. Uh, like, it's so fucking good the way they pull that off. And I actually like that, the way that you kind of... I, I like that I made the Destiny analogy for it. But uh, I'll put it this way. It's an open-world type game that I wanted more of. Not an open-world type game that I was tired of and wanted less of and was getting exhausted with. Like, I wanted more. Like, if, like, Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon get expansions, like little DLCs. I want one for, I wanted one for God of War 2018. And I'm like, I want one for Ragnarok. Just give me a little bit more. Just give me, like, just a little bit more. I'd love it just to satisfy that further thirst, like, next year or something. Just give it to me. Like, that'd be fantastic. Um, but I guess, like, looking forward, do you think this is the final God of War game? Uh, I don't think so. It. I don't think so. I so, I would not be surprised if it's the last Kratos game. That's what I'm. Yep. Like I also wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back for some reason or, or for one way or another. But it definitely feels like they're trying to make Atreus his own thing. But even like they don't even necessarily need to do Atreus. Like, like it'd be I mean, cool. No, if, yeah, they, they they need to do Atreus. Yeah. Oh, they do. They should. <laughs> I'm not saying they they shouldn't. I'm saying they like they should, but uh, they don't have to. Uh, but like, if they don't do an Atreus thing, they could easily just do other games set in other parts of the world in other mythologies because they've already mentioned like a bunch of other ones. And so. this is the finish to the Norse. Yeah. So, so so that'd be cool. The way I see it is this was like Kratos is now the god of the Norse pantheon. He is going to be like there this is his home now he's gonna rebuild it and make it thriving and like make it a peaceful nice place and atreus is like i need to find my own adventure and the giants are like you know scattered to god knows where and with atreus you see a full like the whole thing with this game like i said it was it felt like a transition you're like transitioning to a new character because that's gonna be the character you play next game probably solo and for atreus it's interesting because it changes the whole dynamic. Whereas Kratos for like, what was it? Eight games or so. Um, mm. I want to say it's, yeah, eight games. Uh, he got more and more powerful and he was already powerful, but he was like a full grown adult and stuff like that. Whereas Atreus is still young. And I imagine there'll be like a small flash forward for him uh, where he's probably like a, a little bit older. Cause how old was he in this? Like 16, uh. 14? Like, he definitely looked mid-teens. Yeah, he was probably, like, 15 in this. And just because he was he was really young in the last game. Like, he was young. He was just a little kid. Yeah. He was probably, like, 11 or 10 or something. Yeah, I was going to say 10 uh, or 11. So I, I feel like he was, like, 14 or 15 in this one. 
And I think like you're going to start with Atreus now at this age and he doesn't feel that strong, but now you can do a whole slew of games in like probably a couple different realms of like, I mean, a couple different mythologies, potentially watching him grow from the start and seeing him become a form of God of war or something like he becomes his own God. Cause he's like, yo, he's the, the, uh, son of both Greek and Norse, like mythological power in in one like half giant half greek god of war but also loki uh, is known as like the god of trickery so like yeah it'd be i mean he wasn't really were... well they make some jokes about it but yeah it would be interesting if like maybe because of that they lean into like maybe a little bit more stealth for him but i did love there was like one moment where mimir is like hey kratos you think maybe for the next encounter we could go with like a slightly more stealthy approach and he's just like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's gonna be probably a lot of difference with gameplay difference with everything like you could see potentially like he's not gonna be strong yet and you know they'll want to they'll they'll want to keep probably still the same type of formula more or less but i think it'll allow for maybe stealth or some other stuff like hey he has a lot more potential of like different type of different types of combat style because he isn't as strong as kratos so he's not afforded the same like luxuries of just running in fuck you and just kill everything um i definitely think we're gonna go to egypt next just because like yeah there are other pantheons and they did tease other pantheons in the last game but in terms of just popularity the three are greek norse and egyptian so it makes sense to do the you'll want to do the most popular one and then like you've already now established such a powerful franchise and mythologies that you could keep going with the others after but like you know they i think i feel like they'll, they'll do it as long as they can until it don't, doesn't become popular anymore and it's like egypt it will make everything insane like you'll want egypt because egypt is egypt is insane with gods and egypt of all the three egypt is probably the most that's the one i want the most because that's the one i loved as a kid or at least was like obsessed with because the whole idea of like Anubis, Osiris, Horus, uh, Sobek, all those different gods are so fucking cool. Isis, like also like the the little I know about Egyptian mythology is just it's so very different from yeah. all the others, and just like it's hard to describe. It's, it is. It's just like there's wild. a lot more gods too, if I remember correctly. Like it has a oh, much a bigger pantheon than the other ones because each. They, like, have a god of each different thing. They're like, that. there's a god for this, god for that, god for that, god for that. And you're like, holy shit. And they're like, honestly, there's, like, three gods for this one thing, I mean, practically. to be fair, the Norse do have a shit ton of, like, minor gods. It's just they're not talked about much, at least not nearly as much as, like, Thor, Odin, all those ones. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Egyptian god of war. Montu. Hmm. It was the Egyptian god of war. So I'm very curious, like... Uh, I think, is that, is that right? Wait. Hang on. Set. No, it's set. Uh, yeah. sorry. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah, because I was like, what the hell? I don't know why it told me that. Stupid Google. Uh, set. That's a really big, actually, god. So, it'll be interesting if they perceive him as, like, a, as a good or bad god. Because, you know, it could, he could go the Ares route and be, like, a piece of shit that Atreus has to stop, not, like, be friends with. Who knows how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine, I think, just 
he's usually not bad. I think the one that you probably will rely on as like an ally would be Horus out of all the gods. Like Horus seems always like the god that will help out somebody, but who knows how it's all going to go. Um, otherwise, I never get fan fiction-y, not fanfic, but you know, like in, I never get into the game relationships besides like Uncharted, but Uncharted's more of like a family thing. It felt like, it felt like family the whole time, but like the way I feel, James, is Atreus is going to do his own thing and then either he'll come back to the Norse land or they're going to come to him and it's going to be like uh, Kratos, Freya and get this, James. I think Atreus's little sister who would be the third protagonist who would get in the franchise. Potentially. Mm, that could be interesting. Because, alright, I know I... I I really ship those two together. I'm just going to say right now, apparently also Freya's voice actress also ships them. She's like, I really want them to be like, she's like, they need to be together. And really Kratos technically owes her a child. Does he not? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You owe me a new kid. Um, But like, I definitely see like they could really turn God of War into a full family aspect type game at a certain point, especially just because it's like a family of warriors. Um, And, the game starts, you know, it started off with Kratos, but it could be, it could become like a franchise of this like dynasty, this family that it goes through, kind of like Castlevania, but much more like, con- like much more contained and like fully like naturally evolving through time. Depending on how many games they want to go through, I think they could definitely do that. Because also imagine having like a female God of War at a certain point that you play as if she gets older, if they did have a kid and it was a girl. Because I guarantee you would be a girl. It wouldn't be a boy. Um, just cause they'd be like, oh, we could, any chance to make like a female protagonist, it's like a complete powerhouse. Like you can definitely bet that it would be female. Ooh, you know, the Indian pantheon might be kind of cool though. Cause I mean, I, I don't know the specific God of War, but like Shiva's the God of death. That'd be cool to check out. I, I love how I'm saying all this stuff and you're like, listen, dude, any God of I was just like, no, you're thinking, uh, you're making me think of like what other like prominently like strong Didn't it show the Japanese one? I think they did mention Japan. Japanese one. And then there's also the Aztec and Mayan ones, which I really don't want to see the Aztec gods get killed at the same time. Um, They don't don't have to kill the gods. They're going to kill... Bro, they're going to kill the gods. Yeah. Uh, I I always cracked up because people would joke and be like, when is he going to go after Jesus? Holy... Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, man, don't do that. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That would be be so funny. If he did go up against the religion that's like, there is only one god, and that is me. It's like, fuck, well, the, I guess there's just one enemy. I don't really I don't yeah. know what to do here. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I I think we'll go to Egypt. I think there's a chance we could get a full God of War family. I'm hoping for it. I don't care what people... I, I just want that to happen. It just I got invested too much, guys. I, I got too deep in it. Uh, yeah. uh, Daniel uh, sent me a meme that was like, a comic someone made of uh, uh, God, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. And it's just like, you can't kill me, Gore. And you're like, I know I can't, but he, but he can. can. And it's Kratos. And it's Kratos. <laughs> that's actually really good. Uh, um, but all right, guys. I think that's everything for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I knew this was going to be a long episode. And honestly, it's on. It's not as long as we've had other episodes where it's like, oh, let's yeah. do like a Marvel show and a movie. And it's like two, almost three hours. So this is still shorter, technically. Um, but that has been. If you can't tell, we love this game. Go play it. <laughs> yeah, if you could play one game this year, honestly, like 
I realize it's like, you know, if you could play one game before you die, which one would it be? And I'm like, okay, it would not be a fucking like massive Assassin's Creed game. It wouldn't be a service game or a multiplayer game. It would definitely be a story game because I want a game where I'd finish it and feel like completed instead of like, if I play Destiny and it's like, I did it. All right, get ready for the next expansion, but I'm dead. And it's yeah. just like. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it definitely, like I like that God of War Ragnarok feels like a complete experience. Like yeah. nothing got chopped off for DLC later. If they added something in a, in a year or something, I'd be happy, but it's just. Yeah, considering it, Horizons is coming year after its release. Yeah, it, like it doesn't feel like there's anything missing to this experience. No, not at all, which is fantastic. Um, but. Yeah, great game, fantastic game, a masterwork game. I loved it, and yeah, yeah, go play it. Go play it. Just just go play it. It's so freaking good. You don't even necessarily uh, need to play the first game because it has a recap. Play the first the game. No, play the first. Play game. the first game though. Play the first game. Play 2018, not the other ones. You can skip the other ones. Just play 2018. This one, it'd be great. Like you can, I think you can play most of them on uh, PlayStation Plus. But, but yeah, like, you, you don't, don't need ha- to. You don't just, have to. Just, you just have play to. 2018. <laughs> you, you'll you'll get the idea. Just watch like a Hey God of War in a nutshell five minute video or something. Yeah, that'd probably uh, be fine. Yeah, but that has been Suture Side Talk. You can of course, like I said, uh, email us at Suture Talk at gmail.com. It's in all in the show notes. Uh, you can send us feedback, comments, or questions. Like I said. Uh, we got Callisto Protocol next week and Avatar Way of Water uh, the week after. So if you have anything, questions you want us to answer on it or your thoughts on those uh, that game and movie, let us know. Also, for our 2022 interview, let us know your top games, films, television, anime, and also let us know what you're looking forward to for 2023. And we'll read it up on the show, definitely. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can follow the show at Suture Side Talk on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You could follow James on Twitter at InvaderJam124, and you could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. If you want to help us out, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching. If it's Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Uh, Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give us a like besides subscribing. All those things would really help us out, considering we don't ask for money or anything. Uh, and yeah, I believe that's it. We will catch you all next week. So long. Thanks for listening.